he he was saying like yeah they meditate they they draw out all their thoughts they do this and that and they can do it for four days and as soon as he sits <laughs> down his guitar is like let's like, talk <laughs> let's let's, <laughs> let's talk about i knew boys. you'd return i wish i wish i told him that like will you shut up <laughs> 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 it was so she was just so yeah. bad i think there was a similar moment Well, 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 Super Agile Bros family, it's another episode, you already know what it is, it's your boy Bradston on the mic with the brothers themselves, you already know, we got the boy Kyle, Kyle, tell the people hello, 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 hello. How many hellos with that? Uh, hello, 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 people. Yes, yes. And of course, we got the brother himself, the Steve, what's happening, Steve, what's happening with your brother? Anyang. <laughs> Anyang. Anyang. Shouldn't it be Anyang? Oh, how would you pronounce it? <laughs> Anyang. <laughs> Anyang. Anyang. Uh, there you go. I see you. I see you're now adapting correctly right. your your <laughs> your jokes to the beginning to your intro. I like it. I like it. So so for those who are listening in the future, because we're in the past, if you're in listening the future's to, future. <laughs> in uh, the future's past. Um this is a very special episode because this is our first ever live recording of a live. Super Agile Bros podcast. We got the people in the building listening live, for better yeah. or for worse. Yeah. Live studio audience. Live studio audience. Usually, usually what we do is one of us, will Brad will record and then Kyle and I will get the recording and we just react to what he's <laughs> saying. And yes. we have to fill in the blank, like the blank space yes. when he's just not talking. Yes, we, we, very never, difficult. we never do it in real time. It's kind of like a asynchronous kind of situation. So yeah. it's uh, it's difficult, but this is going to be fun. We might do this right. And, and we're extremely talented. We're extremely talented. Gifted, some would say. Gifted. <laughs> um, what one thing that's really cool about this podcast, you got to think about this. This is like the ultimate moment because not only is this our like first live podcast, like live recording, but we're also mm-hmm. covering... The topic that everybody's <laughs> looking forward to, the one thing that we should have covered months ago, we we, we should record, we should have covered this topic before we even knew that we had this podcast. Episode zero, huh? Yeah. <laughs> episode this zero. Been episode negative, negative one. one. <laughs> this is episode negative one, y'all. <laughs> Gonna erase all the other podcasts. This will be the only one. This is retroactively. So so, <laughs> for those who don't know what that means, I've been threatening <laughs> the crew for a while. That we were going to do a podcast on a movie that was made. I almost added a superlative, but I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Which is <laughs> The Last Airbender. Um, so for those who are unfamiliar with The Last Airbender, The Last Airbender movie is based off of the critically acclaimed blockbuster gangster cartoon series Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I guess the anime it's, light series. An, anime light series, yes. Thank you, Kyle. That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, very, very. Good we've way we've to discussed say it. this. And if it was, if they had decided to go with the whole name, Avatar: colon, The Last Airbender, it would have been the Avatar: The Last <laughs> Airbender. <laughs> the last R bender. The last R bender. Because, <laughs> yo, this movie. Okay, so. Bradston, what are you? What 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 joke was that? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay. So so, 
I have a lot to say because you know what my whole goal is? I'm going to be super 100% honest. I'm going to be real with the people. My goal is to be an apologist for this movie. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You're going to stand in the gap for this I was going to stand in the gap for every person whose childhood was like positively impacted by this movie. But after seeing this movie a second time, I don't know if I could do it. Mm. <laughs> Here, I'll help you out. Your heart is don't, changed. Don't, don't think of it as being an apologist for the movie. Think of it as taking the route that would irritate me the most. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll come. But like my whole goal is to be like, this movie is solid. Like it is a great movie. Oh, I you see. know, everybody's just got tainted glass eye. Okay, so so before we get into it, let's do two things. So we're gonna start it with this. I want to get y'all's review in two different aspects. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? Give it a rating, Steve. <laughs> All right. You can rate it, you don't have to rate it, but here's the here's the goal. The first rating or review will be based on if you imagine you were just rating a movie you're not an the an avatar the last airbender fan you're just Mm -hmm. a person who saw a movie okay so that'll be our first review and then our second will be based off us being actual fans of the show y'all dig y'all okay okay so it's like the first half of the episode gonna be we're not fans of the show? No, no. Just in this segment right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to do this. And then I'd like us to talk about the movie. Everything's on the table. I want to read some quotes from the movie because... <laughs> you, you wrote down quotes too? Yeah, well, I, I was going to do that. And I said, it's probably better for me just to find like the official quotes because I'm terrible with quotes. Uh, and I was laughing before this, this podcast even started because I was like, bro, this is seeing this in writing. Like, I just some of this, I can't believe somebody wrote. Now, somebody wrote this. Oh, the script. I actually, I actually wrote down. I have like the messiest scrawl looking <laughs> words on my notebook right now because I, I, I like stopped the movie. We we got to the first. I think it was the first line after, uh, like the intro. Mm-hmm. And I was, I paused it and I had to go get a notebook because I'm like, I can't watch this without writing. I'm going to forget all the stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I debated taking notes. I said, no, I need to be fully immersed in this moment. Like, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> I need to, to watch it. So, um, Kyle, I wasn't going to take notes because I didn't want to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, that's the best thing about taking notes is you don't remember anything because you're not focused on the movie. And then you can burn the notes after. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think one thing to note is that trauma doesn't go away. So it doesn't matter, Kyle, that you didn't <laughs> write it down. Like, no. you, you're going to have to deal with this. And I'm irreversibly th- damaged just because I sat through the movie. <laughs> that's actually a theme of the movie. That's what Ong taught us. Uh, <laughs> trauma doesn't go away. This movie did not have any lessons. Well, don't you pretend like it did. There... <laughs> I learned things. I have many lessons learned after watching this. It didn't come directly. All right, so cool. Let's do this. Let's do the review as non like people who've you know just movie people, and then we'll go in as fans. So, who wants to start it out? Who wants to get Ooh, there? there? I can. I can start. I right, go for it. Steve. All right, this movie sucked <laughs> as a movie. <laughs> um, the so all right. Without any knowledge of the show, it felt like, wow, they skipped a lot of stuff. Um, The pacing was so bonkers because they they try to do so much in so little time. Uh, One of the weird things to me was they started, they they apparently started a rebellion in the Earth Kingdom, but we never see (laughs) 
any like indication of how that went or what happened afterwards. Nothing. It really felt like the like that segment of of the movie just didn't matter. Like everything in the Earth Kingdom, none, none of it mattered. Um, the acting was, I would say, poor all around. Mm. Um, the writing was especially cringy. It mm-hmm. felt like, yeah, it was just weird. It it, it was like. I was, it was like they were in a play or something. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, the special of oh, Appa looked kind of creepy. That's my short take. Okay, Cal, what about you? Yeah, I was hoping. <clears throat> I really wanted Appa because Appa's he's massive in the show, right? But he's cute. Mm-hmm. He was not cute in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very disappointing. Um, but I agree with a lot of those points. The pacing was just from a fundamental like screenplay perspective, horrendous. And I think it's partially because of what you said, Steve, is the lines that the delivery was stilted. There were like all these spaces in between mm-hmm. and it was like packaged as an action movie because everybody has superpowers. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there was just so much talking and then when nobody was talking, they were just looking at each other. And I think they were supposed to be emoting, but they weren't. And like you said, they would skip over stuff and like hint that stuff happened and time passed, but it was never clear. Um, they would just jump around from locations. It was it was a complete mess just from, mm-hmm. yeah, like com- removing the story that I know it's it was supposed to emulate. It didn't tell a good story on its own, in my opinion. There was nothing to latch on to super hard to follow and then i didn't know who to root for obviously it's the good guys <laughs> which one who was the who was the good guys I, i'm still not certain <laughs> yeah katara was extremely unlikable yeah uh for most of the movie and she was the one narrating it <laughs> yeah. i was like no right. <laughs> um hmm. i i i something i meant to mention in my short take just now well, something that really bothered me was they would have these scenes that just ended. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it ended right before something meaningful might have been said. Yeah. Or it ended and I'm like, what was the point of any of right. it? Right. Exactly. Super weird. Yeah. I mean, look, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so you know, I try my best to, to step away from, from my bias, right? Um, and... To be very honest, okay. So one, I agree with you guys. The writing was super stilted. You know what it felt like? It felt like it was the first draft of the script. Like mm-hmm. they wrote it like, hey, here is what everybody is going to say. But then it's like you have your next level where they go back and they think about the different characters. How would they deliver it? Mm-hmm. What's the best way to say it? Da, 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 da. But it was like, no, this is just like bullet points. <laughs> like, I, I am going to say, I am script. angry right now. You know, like it would like, you know, like just the writing was terrible. And it, and it definitely felt like the the script was written under duress. You know, it just like, you, <laughs> like you got, a gun to someone. Yeah, like a gun to the head or like, you better get this done in a week, fool, or everybody <laughs> dies. I'll murderize yeah. your whole family. You know, like it's just one of those things where it's like, I really feel like. The timing was bad. Like, I feel like they just didn't give it this just do. But that being said, oh, I was wow. going back 
I'm a martial mm-hmm. arts fan. Not not I don't even mean like MMA stuff, right? Like I mean like I've loved kung fu movies for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And okay, so there's one scene that's completely horrible from a purely cinematic standpoint, which is I know exactly <laughs> the, what you're talking about the, immediately. I can think of several. Is the uh the earthbender scene. Yeah. That that's the scene, oh my God. <laughs> 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 And we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But oh, but I do gosh. want to say that there are moments that I think they did a really good job with the, the the choreography for the martial arts. Like, there's moments where I actually felt like <laughs> Ang, um, Ang, <laughs> Ang, Ang, uh, anyway. Just call the, him Ang. That's what the movie calls him. Uh, okay, Ang. Ang really felt very light. Like, there's moments where he did that, and he did that thing. Well, I can't, I'm not comparing it to the show, but he did some things where I was like, yo, like this is a little kid fighting somebody who's stronger than him, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and there were scenes with the, you know, the different benders, which I thought were cool. Like once again, not comparing it to the show, but more just like, oh, it was cool. And I really, my favorite action sequence was the blue, what was it called? The blue. Blue spirit. The blue spirit saving Ang. Not because it's a cool, it's a cool action sequence. Like, it's a pretty cool action sequence, and I think if you just cut that out, like minus like Ang's weird like air battle thing where he was just flipping those things around and nobody was approaching him. <laughs> like, was, yes, that was another thing. That, he did nothing. Yeah, it, it was very strange. But I thought that sequence was really cool. So overall, like <laughs> if I were to rate the movie just purely from a like movie standpoint, I'd probably give it like a six, just because sure I was somewhat entertained. Six out of ten. Out of ten, yeah, out of ten. Um, be- Six out of one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. More accurate. Uh, because I was somewhat entertained. I was somewhat entertained. Okay, so all right, all right. Now that we've given, wait, wait, wait. But I want to also, I'll say sure. The the, the <laughs> martial arts is a, is a high note. Um. Oh dang! I just lost it. <laughs> oh well, the martial arts is a high note. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that the blue spirit scene was the best by comparison. Like if you compare it to the rest of the movie, it was good. But if you compare that scene <laughs> to a, a movie that has competent action, I don't throughout, know. I don't know. I might disagree with you. I feel like I've seen a lot of martial arts movies, and some of them are not very good. <laughs> yeah. But like the the choreography is kind of fun. But I could I can see what you're saying though. I can see what you're saying. I I felt like in the scenes when. Ong is running around and he's he's being light. Uh-huh. It felt maybe it's because it's an older movie, but to me that just felt like kind of corny. Okay. It's campy, yeah, yeah. Like like oh, this is definitely a guy on wires, like from an old kung fu movie. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't it didn't seem real at all. Into it. But other than that, the way especially when he's like struggling with Zuko. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they keep going back and forth and he grabs him and tries to get away and he grabs him and tries like that. That felt pretty good. Yeah, that, that, that's the scene. That's the exact scene I was thinking of when he's like, yeah. running I want to see that scene stuff. again. He definitely I, I want to just... see that scene again with a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> it probably just play me laughing over it. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> I just posted a video in our in our discord. It's like a 30 second thing. You can you can watch it on mute, but it's it's these earthbenders that are all coordinated together and they're doing kind of like a like a coordinated martial <laughs> Assault, art yeah and then a single like small rock 
slowly tiny, moves across yeah, the yeah, space. Yeah. And then another earthbender does a different move to launch it at a firebender. Yes, yes. Uh, there was another scene that was similar. It was kind of playing while Katara is narrating, I think. And it shows Aang just like kind of fighting some firebenders. And it there's a scene. <laughs> there's a scene. It's like way pan. It's panned way back. So you see the whole like village square. And it's Aang doing some moves and there's like air around him. And then like across the square, super far away, there's another fire soldier who's kind of just like, like moving, like, like he's trying to dodge dodgeballs or something. (laughs) And then Aang does one move and the wind catches the guy and knocks him over. And if you're, if you're watching Aang, it looks kind of cool. But if you're watching the fire soldier, (laughs) it just looks so So, stupid. Before we get deep into the movie and talk about scene to scene, moment to moment, let's, let's give our anime, our, our anime light review of, Mm. of the avatar. Avatar fan review. The avatar fan review. That's what they called him, yeah. The avatar. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't even consistent. I think they did say Avatar once, and I was like, what what did she just say? It was a mistake. No, so um, the general, uh, what's the name? Um, Not Iroh. Zhao. Zhao said the Avatar. Uh, Iroh said the Avatar. And then it would switch. Everybody. Katara said Avatar the whole time. Yeah, she said Avatar. And, of course, Ang introduced himself as Ang. So, he did sure i mean hey if, if someone walks up to me and says my name is on that's it i'm not gonna call him a and, and, and i think you know uh, uh shout out to um our boy soy who i think he said that he didn't believe he said like this is not the same character <laughs> this is a different mm. character he's like this is a different person this isn't ang this is on this this <laughs> the character is not our boy ang <laughs> i think i think it's i think it's what happens when you squeeze ang into a two-dimensional or even like a one-dimensional space like to me it does look like ang but it looks like you know if if ang is my 3d friend and i see a drawing of him on a piece of paper i'm like well it's flat and you know you can't rotate it and if you look at it the wrong way it's it's just a line but mm. that's that, that resembles ang we're missing a dimension Resemble. we're missing some dimensions yeah. so okay let's let's lines. give our 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 uh avatar avatar review so um what do you guys feel about it as fans of as avatar the last airbender watching the last airbender what is your review mm. with that context so so now that i hear soyum soyum's take that ang isn't ang i kind of prefer to think of it as this is some failed attempt at making an avatar the last airbender cinematic universe mm, i knew you were gonna do that crap so uh <laughs> Ong see you, and Om see you. Is that what he just said? Ong see you. Oh, I like mm. mine better. Please continue. Uh, but I, th- I think the the casting was kind of all over the place. Uh, some of the characters, I was like, okay, that could work, and then others, I was just like, wait, because I don't know. The, the whole thing is just it's just not faithful enough. To the source material. We made this comment before about Appa, but mm-hmm. now I can say it for sure. You know, like even even that, it's just like this. There's a spirit behind whatever you're portraying, and they completely missed it. Like the whole tone of the movie was just off. Like from the very from the onset, it was. I yeah. just I couldn't understand what they were trying to do. Like 
was there intent to just grab these characters and do something else? Because mm-hmm. that's just what it felt like. It just it, it was hollow. So I actually read some of uh, some some of a quote some quotes by our man M Knight, and he very strongly believes that what he that he treated it right. At least he did before the movie came out. People were asking him like, "Oh, I don't know about the casting, and I don't know about this or that." And he was like, "Look, I'm a fan of the movie, like." Or sorry, I'm a fan of the show. <laughs> the fan of the movie he, he's making. I this is I'm I'm not being dropped into somebody else's world. This is my world. Like I have as much right to this as any any of the other fans. You know, I I'm preserving the things I love about this, and I'm I'm you know I'm bringing my own take to things. So I just found that really interesting. I'm like, what did you love about the show? What do you think you're preserving in this movie? Because right. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like. So, so I, I'm, I'm a person who's like, okay, I understand. You can't make the movie the same as the game, right? Like, I'm sorry, the game. Sure. <laughs> the same with the, the TV, source material. The source material, most of the time. Sure. Because, you know, like, beat for beat. Like, Lord of the Rings is, what, the best almost beat for beat, you know, from its source material. And mm-hmm. even in that, they had to remove characters like Tom Bombadil and whatever. But anyway, so I give them a little bit of forgiveness because I understand that, like, hey, it might be hard to cast a character in a certain way because it doesn't really make sense or blah 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 but i think like yeah when it came to ong to katara and then the most disrespect to me i felt more disrespected by this than ong what what do they call him soka 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 yeah why I didn't even think- why <laughs> like just call him soka like there's <sighs> so he also has something to say about that he says that he was trying to preserve the Asian pronunciations of these names, which I'm like, I, he's he's like, yeah, it's mispronounced in the show. He's very I gung-ho get that, about but that's, that. that's the show. I mean, the characters like Kakarot is is the carrot in Japan. Like you notice, know <laughs> like it doesn't matter. It does. Oh, I want to preserve the Jap, so we'll call him Carrot. Like no, that's not right. his name. <laughs> you know, like you're done. You know, so. Yeah. I, I get that, and actually, me and Shailene were saying like, "Oh, maybe that's the idea." But I, th- but at the end of the day, like, it'd be one thing if it was a comic, you know what I'm saying, or a book. Sure, that makes sense to me. But the characters have a name in the show. There's no reason to right. do that, you know. Yeah, be faithful to what people know them as, not as not what you think it's intended to be. Because I wonder, you know, what his source was. I mean, I guess I. Well, the creators if, of the show were producers on the movie. Did they have any say? Well, well, well okay, I mean, okay. Actually, actually, this is perfect that you said that. So, all right. So, I was I was on IMDb and I was looking at some information, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read for quote for quote the quote of what it says because I think it's a good discussion point. All right. Let's so, hear it. so it's the creators of the show, Michael Dante De, De Martino and Brian, I'll never try to pronounce their names <laughs> <laughs> I, I at least this is in writing so if it's wrong i could feel okay and in brian konitsko uh served as executive producers and were initially supportive of the film production however initially. both of them ended up being very unsatisfied satisfied with the finishing product in a podcast interview from 2014 konitsko revealed that a we didn't want to want it to be done at all before anyone was mm. attached, we didn't want it. And then B, if it was going to be done, we wanted to do it. 
but if they weren't gonna, but they weren't going to let us. C, when they attached Knight, M. Night Shyamalan, we mm-hmm. just thought, well, this is what we've been dealt. <laughs> oh. We'll just offer help when it's asked to us, and if it's not, we'll stay out of the way. In the beginning, this man it, was there was there losing hand. <laughs> in the beginning, <laughs> it was a more rough. positive, and we offered help. But then we had a big falling out. So it, it's clear that there's that M Night Shyamalan might want to act like he really cared about this, and he might mm-hmm. act like. But clearly, like the creators of the show who didn't want it to happen in the first place, but said, "You know what? We're gonna do this." Like felt so defeated that they were like, "Bump this! Like we're done. Do what you want to do." Shame. You know. So that that tells you enough, right? Yeah, I mean, I would argue he probably does care about the things, or at least, I don't know, maybe not, but it's still possible that he cares a lot, but he's just so, if he cares that much, he must really just be that arrogant and into his own perspective and his own, you know, the way he sees things that he's willing to dismiss the creators of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and And... And I get that, like, you know, some it, it's one thing, <laughs> it's one thing if you take creative freedom and you make a great movie. It's another thing if you take that risk and it's garbage. Like, you have to own that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to own that you didn't listen to the people who created this, who, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, one thing that I've really appreciated about Peter Jackson with the whole Lord of the Rings, uh, like, creation of all the movies, is that he heavily involved the Lord of the Rings uh, fan club and I believe uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's wife in the process, right? Just, is it? I believe. I might be wrong, but I I, okay. I recall reading his that. His estate somewhere. in some way. Probably. Yeah, the estate or what have you. Like, Maybe it's uh, Like, it, it was very important that he tried his best to really evoke the emotions that were important to the people who loved the, the craft. He was also a lover of the craft. M. Night Shyamalan claims he appreciated the craft but i just feel like mm-hmm. he would have respected it like like if when you're somebody who really loves something like you don't i don't care you don't change stuff up like that you know what i'm saying that's my personal sure. opinion i guess that that speaks to his motive too you know who who the movie was going to be for it's while for he him. was making it if he did yeah if he just ripped the ip from the people who lovingly crafted this thing and then obviously he wasn't seeing eye to eye with whomever i guess is making content around this universe that stinks mm. yeah i uh i heard so while we we're watching this movie keisha is furiously like looking up stuff <laughs> she so she tells me that um the, the guy who played uh i keep wanting to say rufio he plays rufio and in, in hook but <laughs> The guy Zuko. who played Zuko in the animated film, apparently the creators at some point talked to him and were like, don't bother watching this movie. It's, you're not going to like it. The <laughs> movie? Like the movie at all? Snap. He said, yeah, they said, they told him not to not to watch the movie. God. That's not a direct quote. I'm just. More or less. Like, it's like a third party. More or less. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So okay, okay. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's talk about the the, the movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh. I didn't get to rate it as a fan. Oh, you didn't. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go. No, you did. Oh, or maybe you didn't. Whatever. Go ahead. No, I, I don't think I did. Um, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> Same as the normal. I feel like it sucked as a movie and as a fan. 
Um, <laughs> they, they cut out so much lore. The Earth Kingdom basically didn't happen. Toph is one of the greatest characters. I mean, they're all great, but Toph is incredible. And she just didn't exist straight up. Uh, but she wouldn't have at this point because this was yeah, they got one. to her yet. This is book yeah. one. Oh, so you're right. They don't meet her till they're on the way back through there. Wait, she was in book yeah, I guess. two, which was Earth. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. She is in book two. She because they're looking for. Her. All right, so I rescind my complaints. <laughs> but they did. They did go through the Earth Kingdom on the way to the Northern Water Tribe, and mm-hmm. all they that basically just boiled down to. And we started a rebellion, and then we ran like heck. <laughs> um. Obviously, the names are stupid. I. I can't believe that I'm the first to bring this up, but it was really annoying how white the water tribe was. Because especially in, in the show, they're like one of the darkest groups of people. Yes. But, you know, people complain like, oh, the main cast is white and there's some people of color here and there. But it isn't just the main cast. Well, first of all, uh, Ong, what's his name? Uh David Noah. His name's Noah. He's, I think, actually at least half. I think he's only half white at most. Uh, he's vaguely Asian. It's hard to tell because it's yeah, he's ambiguous. He's ambiguous. But if you see him with like hair, it's like, oh, that's an Asian kid. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, everyone in the water tribe. There was like one woman. I think it was the grandma mm-hmm. in one of the first scenes who looked vaguely Inuit, maybe. But everyone else was like english it was super weird wait i i was gonna say the opposite i think that from what i was looking at the children looked like they were of you know you know some type of aboriginal type descent you know um the children in the water tribe or in the, the water characters? tribe in the water tribe when they were trying oh i wasn't yeah, they, looking at the kids i don't know maybe but all the adults yeah i i think I don't know. Like the water tribe was maybe the one that was probably the most egregious. I, I can see what you're saying. Like especially when they went the to the northern water tribe. Especially when they went fine. to the northern water tribe. That's yeah. when it was very clear. Like okay, but the southern water yeah. tribe seemed more, lack of a better word, ethnic. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. uh, I I thought they were both ultra white. Um, yeah, the north was insane. There's one. <laughs> there's one scene. Where they kind of zoom, it's it's when they're about to go to war. The the Fire Nation is on the way, and they're the soldiers are like prepared for battle, and it just zooms in on this guy. I don't know why he's not a character we did we never seen before or after. He's just this random soldier, but it's just this kind of chubby white guy. He looks like the the like neck beard fedora meme, mm-hmm. but in like a water tribe you know uniform and i'm like what why <laughs> why hey man they, they had they had to fill in some spots they were like yo get some b-roll do what we gotta do no so so um oh, man. i was gonna say i mean in in i was gonna actually say like one thing i did appreciate about this movie in general is that it really did feel like he m night Shyamalan and the casting director did try it to some degree have like a representation of each tribe as maybe the culture that they would represent, right? Like, yeah, they did. You know, so the water tribe, like you said, would become that Inuit, you know, type of tribe and uh, or, or culture. And then you have the uh, Earth Kingdom, which was kind of more like, I guess you could say maybe Chinese, you know, yeah. um, that that type of Asian culture. And then you have the Fire Nation, which was kind of like a, I don't um East. They were Indian. East yeah, Indian. Kind of cast Indian guys. You know? Like, yeah, like 
not i always thought the fire nation was kind of japanese or adjacent in the cartoon in the show yeah yeah so in the, in the cartoon it seems so like i'm it. not sure yeah i think the show i definitely think i wouldn't have thought of them as indian descent indian asian but i do appreciate him just doing that holistically like hey we're just gonna make sure. them all this type of purple because mm-hmm. if except the air nomads the air nomads was the one group that i was like i wonder what they were supposed to represent because i was like they were diverse yeah and within themselves yeah. but i think i think that makes a little bit of sense because the air nomads are not a people I mean, they're I, just I, like their own yeah they're nomads yeah i guess anyone could come and go and they were scattered so yeah it would make sense but yeah it was like the one black guy wasn't in the movie was an air nomad yeah yeah so eskimo adjacent uh yandev says he was thinking <laughs> of of the the water tribe. Sorry, what were we gonna say? Yeah, that's yeah why I the said southern anyway. water tribe in the movie they they looked like Eskimos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah, I th- I think it's I think that was cool. I appreciated that because it kind of felt like oh like different nations. Um, and yeah, I thought that was a cool vibe. You know, I, I it, it's casting. You know, like Hollywood it's casting. Hollywood is probably always gonna have some difficulty. Well, not let me not say difficulty. Hollywood has created a system where sometimes mm-hmm. they don't do well at casting main roles with people of color, especially back then. Nowadays, I feel like the system's a little bit different because, well, they did do Cleopatra in anyway. So, <laughs> so, um, so my yeah, that's a, I think that's an interesting point. So, so okay, okay. The the last thing I'll point out is that the spirit realm. <laughs> Didn't play a huge part in the first season anyway, but what was there was pretty much dumped on in the movie. Yeah, basically what they did is they filmed, they had one patch of forest that they can film any of it in, and they just continued, <laughs> like, they just shot it from different angles. All <laughs> the fog machines. Yeah, it was like fog machines and just um, running forward down the same path. Like, it was... They broke one of the cameras, and they were going to throw it away, and M. Night was like, wait, 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 you know, we have a great this. idea. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Oh, I was gonna note one thing. Okay, so actually, I'll get to that note in a second. But I wanted to just go through the movie. Like, let's just start from the beginning and just like talk mm. about it. You know, um, talk about it. You know, so so I want to like start at the very beginning. Like, just go through all the different scenes, give our takes on it. Um, some things that I noticed throughout the movie, things that y'all noticed. You know, so on and so forth. Um, so let's start from the very beginning. The the introduction to Soka. And Soka. Katara, I thought they would just call her Katara because I feel like that would. <laughs> they might as well have. <laughs> they might as well, but they tried. They, they, they tried, but they're like, man, we can't butcher <laughs> this name, so we just gotta call her Katara. Um, so, so one thing that really stood out to me immediately, particularly as an Avatar fan, and I know it stuck out to you guys, was that Soka, aka Sokka, cataract. <laughs> Sorry, end up just a cataract. Um, <laughs> that um, Soka was a like straight man. He was like. Mm-hmm. barely like there's like one yeah, he was 26 that, huh he was 26 he was 26 in the show in the movie <laughs> no, I was, oh like in real life yeah he was really he was, old. He was yeah. 35 let's be real um <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to look 26 <laughs> but you know like i was cool with the casting i was like okay okay whatever but then like the way that they wrote him was like this isn't Sokka. this is just Mm-mm. a dude you know, like it was. I don't know how how, they, how you felt about the characters. 
introduction. They was, really zeroed in on him missing his dad. He mentioned his dad like eight times before they even left the Southern Water Tribe. It's true. Which is kind of Tosaka's character, right? Like yeah, later in the show, later, it is. Yeah, they're trying to build it. It's early. just it's just implied because Sokka was a three dimensional fleshed out character that you kind of <laughs> be like, oh, that's why he acts this way because he has a daddy issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think the show, the movie, it immediately showed that it was going to struggle with show don't tell yes oh my god and do yeah. the opposite and just everybody's just gonna talk way too much exposition, exposition. Dump here exposition like oh i'm feeling this way so let me voice it you do know? you know that and i lost my mother in the, like it's like say <laughs> say it like shailene said the same thing she's like it's all sh- tell no show you know yeah. all tell you know? yeah so i i, I, I called i called it like the exposition dumps well, everyone mm-hmm. calls it mm-hmm. that, but it was that. So, so how did y'all feel about the first moment when they introduced Ong? Like, him being underwater. Bruh, and- that junk was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, look, there's this glowing thing under the ice that we're standing on. Let's crack the ice Directly that we're standing on. Right. And then they're like, oh, oh, oh we, should, we, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, and They were surprised go. that it was cracked. Like, you well, well fair, fair enough. Okay, check this out. Fair enough. If you live out in on the whatever it's called, like those those ice sheets are pretty thick, right? So like you breaking it is not like it's like people do ice fishing, right? They just cut a hole and whatever, boom, right? So you'd have to think that they'd have to be aware. I think at first that's how I felt. It wasn't until I realized, oh, the orb is coming out of the water. Of course that would like freak you out because you wouldn't expect that. You would just think, oh, let me crack it, mm. then rip the ice away, sl- slowly get in there, like dig in there and then i'd pull it because it's a thick ice sheet you know so i okay. I, I i felt the same way and then i thought about it let me be fair let me be fair your your explanation makes a whole lot more sense than their actual reaction <laughs> so i will i'll give you i'll give you that but i'll i'll raise you another <laughs> the funniest the funniest part of the movie was when they're walking away from the orb uh-huh. and katara grabs soka's <sighs> Yeah, the boomerang. Not, not boomerang. That junk was an axe, but well, I guess it, whatever. Grabs his w- weapon of choice, <laughs> and she runs off screen, and without moving, the, without the camera moving, Soka's like, "Katara, don't you hit that orb!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it smash cuts to Katara full body <laughs> cracking this orb, and then getting blasted <laughs> like a cartoon character. <laughs> Yeah, that, that joke was so funny, dude. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be humorous or that was unintentional, but oh, there are so many moments like that. It's like, was this supposed yeah. to be played for laughs or are they serious? Yeah. They didn't even mention it, you know, that, that it was like she just slid across the ice and we're not even gonna. Well, I think the wind from inside the orb blew her, but it was like the, the fact that she got blown back. Mm-hmm. is fine but i think just the way the it way was they framed it, and, way they and edited it. yeah it was <laughs> right. goofy mm-hmm. it was so so one thing i don't know if i was tripping but when he first came out the water and they showed the orb it looked like they were showing avatar roku not him like when they showed what do you mean? they showed the orb and they never did like a uh like a zoom in on the orb to show ong in the orb until like after he started to break out kind of sorta or like whatever and hmm. there was a shot when it was coming out of the water, and I, I, I have to go back and look, but I... Oh, I know what you're talking I about. Swear, I was like spirit giant thing. I was like, is that Avatar Roku inside of there? Like, which would make sense, because that would be his Avatar state, him taking on 
a, yeah, a greater guess, form of him. And if and if they did that, I was gonna say, yo, they actually tried for a moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that would have been a very cool detail, but I didn't notice it, so I'm not gonna give them credit. <laughs> okay, so so they <laughs> so they free Ung. Well, first of all, let's just talk about how like well, it kind of makes sense because like I, I just felt like Ong was a little bit too like relaxed. He he just when he when they took him into the place, right? He wakes up and they're like, "Hey, why were you out there?" He was like, "I was mad." <laughs> and I <laughs> you know like which I mean, okay, that kind of tracks, right? Because for the first part of the show, Ang was unwilling to really deal with mm-hmm. with his angst, his angst about what happened. <laughs> and uh you know, he was kind of like sidestepping. And that's kind of part of his character is I'm not going to deal with the things that are bothering me. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So sure, I'll, I'll give him that. Even from then, though, they kind of also set set up that Aang was always going to have like this really chipper tone, no matter what he was saying. And I think that kind of contributed to the, the stiltedness. Like he seemed super one dimensional, mm-hmm. even though he was saying, "Yeah, I was mad and I ran away, but everything's okay now." Like th- I don't know, just his delivery was super weird, super weird. I guess. Yeah, super weird, and and it was just like it just felt weird. And of course, like okay, things were on track. Okay, boom, the bright light, they show up, and then like they were like get all the old people because I guess they were gonna take them hostage, right? And then like they find him, and he's like, "Just take me." And and it just felt like that whole moment. And then and then, like you said, the exposition dump where grandma goes, Long time ago. <laughs> like Madam Oh, Shailene caught it. Did y'all see Sokka Sokka, sorry. Uh Soka's Soka. face when old lady was telling the story of the 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 whims the whimsical magical story of the Avatar or the Avatar. He looked so concerned. Like it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't a like yeah. oh this is really magical wonderful he looked like oh, are we all gonna die like it was like <laughs> who is directing you like right like what is both happening? of them Soka and Katara both had the weirdest listening faces yeah. the entire movie Katara I'll, I was gonna say it later but I don't know what kind of direction she was getting she always looked like she had like she was devastated mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Like the word, like she, like her parents had just both died, and then she was being told that she would have to like skip the funeral and and shoot this movie. You know, like <laughs> it was so bad. And, and, uh, but yeah, yeah, he looked. He he had a few crazy faces. It just really felt like the the writing and the direction was just like literally like just do At stuff. Odds. Like yeah, it's like they like they were like seem like you're disturbed <laughs> like, with the direction. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll do what I got to do, you know? So, okay, so Ong gets taken. He gets mm-hmm. taken on this, this ship. Whole, Again. Can, can I stop for a moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Here, okay. when when Ong is taken, because this is also the reveal of Zuko. Yes. And <laughs> his face is not nearly yes. gross enough for me. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes I wrote that down. Agreed. This man's scar barely exists. Agreed. Barely. It, like it came off, I guess, and makeup wasn't on set, so they couldn't fix it. Because when they did the zoom in when he was wearing his helmet, I was like, "This is just some regular guy." Mm-hmm. Like I'm the I'm the prince. It's like, man, no, you're not. They they literally were like, "Yo, we don't want to do He's this a- every shoot. We want to do the <laughs> easiest thing we can do makeup wise." So let's. It really does feel like that. like like let's not go the full. Because I mean, yeah, like you said, like there's no way you could walk away from the show 
in 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 see like Zuko without seeing his scar. Like that was his defining physical at a distance. Yeah, from a distance. Oh, that's yeah. Zuko. Oh, that's Zuko. You know, and it really felt like they de-emphasized that for whatever reason. Uh, it's just weird decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Sawyerim just just I'm assuming he's joking, but he made the joke that oh, the direction was just that the actors had to know what the characters were like from watching the show. Mm. Uh, at least in the case of Ong, Noah Ringer did not watch the show. <laughs> uh, he he. Uh, he got the line. They told him about the character. He, yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. But you, but you, I mean, but you know, he's they, he was purposefully, or uh, M. Night liked him. He was like, Yeah, he's homeschooled, you know, he's not, he doesn't really watch a lot of TV. So we just talked to him about the character and no. we understood. Yes, it's, it's incredible. Yes. It's incredible. Like, so they set him up. <laughs> GG, GG, game, <laughs> game, y'all. Like from the moment he stepped on the set, M. Night Shyamalan goes, GG, <laughs> it's over. This is oh, mine now. Yes, he didn't do that bad. Uh, the I mean, aside from the direction, you probably got. I thought Noah was fine. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like. I, to be honest, like when looking at all the characters, like I think they were caricatures of their characters, right? Like mm. minus oh, absolutely minus Sokka because they just completely neutered his humor element. They, they probably oh just weren't gosh. able to write well enough to do that, so they said, "Bump it. Let's not waste our time. Let's just straight man delivery." He's the older brother who cares whatever overprotective mm-hmm. well i mean Sokka's protective Sokka misses his dad you know mm-hmm. like they they did get some of his personality but yeah they they, they just cut the humor part they did one element later things. which we'll get to he kind of did some humor but like you know it's like they didn't know why Sokka was funny in the cartoon because he wasn't funny because he cracked jokes like he was just funny as like his his goofy. movements he was goofy yeah and and they didn't like he the, the actor he was super stiff, jokes, like you were saying his facial expressions didn't make any sense. They tried to do like slapstick at the beginning because oh Katara's got the ball of water, yeah. she dropped yeah. it on Sokka. I always get wet. He made his line, but mm-hmm. then it was like oh the delivery on that was terrible. It, yeah, it was it was, it was more of a like oh, I always get wet, like angry instead of like come on yeah. guys, like <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of that, though, did you guys notice like when she's holding this water droplet? How much water yeah. was falling out of it, and yet right. it never shrank or like changed <laughs> size at all. CGI man, graphic, like it's right. top notch. Yeah, sorry. Continue, Kyle. Well, no, that was pretty much it. I mean, I will say the the only time I think it got a chuckle out of me, and it was only because Appa was involved. But whenever they first released Aang, and then he was inspecting Appa. And then he got crushed by Appa's tail, yeah, and he was yeah. like, "It's eating me!" And it cut really quick. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, that that, that was that funny. was that was a good dang." I forgot about that. I remember watching that and being like, "Nice." And then, it, I think some at some level it gave me hope. Yes, mm-hmm. same. And then I forgot about it, but I still had the hope, and the hope was dashed. <laughs> it was dashed. It was completely <laughs> dashed. It's like they, it's like they saw, like somebody saw the show, but they're they literally just like it's just too much effort, like. Throw a little bit yeah. here or there. Or like multiple people wrote the script. So it's just like kind of all over the place. Um, so, so okay. Ang gets taken to the ship, right? He's <laughs> he's in this room. First of all, like, you, okay, let me say this about the movie. One thing that I think that Hollywood struggles with sometimes when taking from one medium to another is like sometimes keeping the tone, right? So the, oh, har- yeah. the hardest part I think to really get across 
from the last airbender avatar the last airbender is that yeah the movie the movie the show was very serious but it was also very light right like Mm -hmm. i think even the cinematography wasn't like light enough for me like i think it was still too like movie gritty like they're trying to make a very serious movie when Mm -hmm. like yes avatar the last airbender was a serious show with real stakes and like real meaning meaningful movement moving moments but yes. they really stayed saccharine quite a bit of the show. Like, very happy and and, right. and, they, and they just completely wiped that. So, I think it made everything weird from that point yeah. on. You know, like, Aang doesn't really feel like the right character in this movie. It has to be Ong Because you can't have, you know, <laughs> that really goofy kid who runs around, does stupid stuff. And, like, this is a little water trick. You know, air trick. You know, like, you can't have that in this movie. So, anyway... I say all that to say because what really struck me in the next scene when he's on the ship is that, like, Ong's, like, I have my back to you. Like, like they started with him having his back to them in kind of this, like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like him. Like, mm-hmm. so Ong was always very open and, like, like would just kind of talk to you very, like, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm cool. I don't know what's going on. Like, it just felt like he was already had his guard up. He yeah. was naive. Yeah, you know, like, he was naive. But this seemed like a very guarded Ong, like a very like i don't trust nobody what's going on you know he was stupid because he didn't understand what the test was going to be but i just felt like yeah what the heck you know he i don't know i didn't feel i didn't like the vibe of Ong from the very beginning it just didn't fit i thought the whole test scene was weird like i get <sighs> it just felt like the minutes that they spent talking about the test and then performing the test and then Ong <laughs> complaining that they said you let me go. And then carefully explaining, no, but you actually passed the test. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you are the one person exactly. in the world who could pass this test. Yes. <laughs> and if you could, if you had failed the test, we would have let you go happily. But unfor- Writing. It's like, bro, <laughs> just lock him up. We don't, you don't need the do whole that. thing. We know he's the Avatar. You, you know he's an Earth. You, you, can, uh, you can do even better writing where they don't tell him. They walk out and then one of the guards go, man, he's the only person that's ever passed. You know, like, whatever. Right. But, like, doing it that way is just, you're lazy. On the nose. And, okay, let me ask you guys. What do y'all feel about Iroh? Iro? Iro? Iro. 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 Sorry, I, like, I actually do like his name, but. I forgot that they did my boy like that and changed his name too. I thought he was one of the ones that was preserved. Genuinely. No. So what do you think? The casting was complete completely off. Like uh, he was he was I, tall, thin, and handsome. And then his voice yeah. was like sultry. I was like, no, this guy's a dreamboat. Where is Iro <laughs> who's gonna give me a, advice? Yeah, where's the chubby grandpa? Yeah. You know, I wasn't, him. I wasn't too mad about it because I felt that likelihood is that you couldn't really get the mix of what they wanted. So they just chose like somebody. <laughs> like it just felt like they were like, let's choose a person and give, <laughs> them, dread, give them dreadlocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you notice how strong his accent was compared to everybody, everybody else. else in the movie? Yeah, he had a very strong accent. So I don't. I don't I didn't feel good about it because yeah, like you said, I missed the and then he wasn't the cheery uncle that we know, right? Like no, the right. the oh he also was missing a lot of humor. He was very like he was just that one aspect of Iroh when he's very serious 
and he's like giving hardcore wisdom instead of the like very supportive mm-hmm. like very defendant of uh of his his nephew yes and then and then they would show those weird mo- like skipping ahead where he's getting his f- feet massaged or whatever like oh my gosh yeah where did that come where did that come from because it would only feel right if you knew the iro who was iro who was all about that kind of stuff drinking tea and like you know kind of like oh we should make life easy and relaxing and, yeah yeah like that was that was my favorite iro moment and yes. he was like oh there's a pretty girl in this village who mm-hmm. you know blah, blah. Mm-hmm. yeah um speaking of that's another scene that just ended weird because he's talking to zuko and zuko's like let me show you why i can't stay here and then he talks to this kid and has a super <laughs> awkward conversation where he's another like, and then the another. prince got thrown in the trash, you know, or just whatever. <laughs> and the kid walks away and he's like, I'm going to find my honor. Like, you didn't explain yourself. You didn't make a point, And then you didn't finish the conversation <laughs> and the scene ended. Yeah. That, that's when they, they knew that, like, they didn't have any other way to explain his motivation. Like, mm-hmm. like they, could, they didn't have any way to exposition what <laughs> happened. <laughs> they could have easily done a dream sequence of yes. him in the bed t- tossing and turning and him just being in that moment where he's like, son, you've like if they could use some exposition there. Like, are we to- they could have used the same clip, the same exact used. clip, just with very little context. And I still think <sighs> it would have worked, you know. You know what? I don't know if you guys noticed this, but a change they made to his backstory in the cartoon, he challenges. I think if I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. He challenges his father, the Fire Lord. I think. No, oh, no, 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 no. He speaks. No, he, he speaks, does. He, he does challenge out. a general. Yeah. He does challenge a general, but he's speaking out, and his father takes his place, know, but just takes the person's they, place. Yeah, right. I don't know. It was weird. They made they they. I think they changed something to so, make it so seem like. So what they did differently is that he, when they asked, like he said that his reason for speaking up because he wanted to save his friends or something stupid like that. In oh, the show, yes. he just simply what... wanted. He just had a better idea, and he was like, "Oh, we should do it this way." Blah 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 blah. And he's like, uh, "Save lives you know, or something." Like, yeah. no, like you just need to not talk. Like this is not the place to talk. You know how this rules. So since you disrespected him, Agni Kai, and then his dad was the person instead like he wasn't expecting his dad you know so at least that's how i recall it but i might be wrong um so it's yeah and then it fell super flat because again in 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 the the flashback like they do a cutaway and you just hear zuko screaming in agonizing pain but then it cuts to his face and there's no scar and so it's a little burnt it fell flat again a tinge yeah anyway yeah. sorry we were we were way earlier yeah He's i mean got, he got captured yeah so he gets captured like i feel like you know general Zhao, which is interesting because general Zhao was definitely a very important character in the first season but like yeah. you know he comes a little bit later you know and like I, I feel like they did the right decision to bring him early to make him who he was like kind of the, the villain alone yeah like really early because otherwise it would be hard so i wasn't mad at that i was like cool um, but General Dow was even more disrespectful. I feel like in this show, in the movie, than oh, even yeah. in the show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he disrespected, but maybe I'm wrong. But like when they were at the dinner, like it was just like it was just a lot of disrespect, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <He did. laughs> yeah, You're not supposed I mean, to be wearing the armor. <laughs> when he's when he talks to the Fire Lord, he's like, not only is your son incompetent, I think he's also like, bro, you're still talking about the king's son. You gotta chill. <laughs> 
and you know, and it's interesting, like, you know, I'm kind of skipping around now. I'm going to kind of like zoom past some stuff, but like, it's, it's right. interesting that like Z- Zhao, they show Zhao and, and they show the Fire Lord and the Fire Lord is almost humanized in this, mm-hmm. in this movie, right? Like he's more empathetic towards mm-hmm. his son. He's more empathetic. Matter of fact, yeah, there's a moment where he says, don't do something because like, don't do this. He's like, don't kill my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also said, like, you know, better watch out before because my son might get him before you do. Or yes. something like that. He's, like, yeah. basically rooting for his son. Yeah. I called him out on that. I was like, there's no way he loves his <laughs> Not at much. all. He just sat on his fiery throne. He did. They did have that moment where he did the thing where he's, like, his fingers were tapping. Like, kind of, like, aggravated. Sure. Yeah. I was like, okay, I see you. But, yeah, like, yeah. So, so moments happen. Like, they save. So, so, this is the first moment where I felt okay about the action when Ong escaped because it really did feel like slippery Ong. Like he just mm-hmm. he just boop came out the door, boop, scoop, doop, runs across the thing, bloop, and he's just off. Right? Like that's that felt right. I was like, cool. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe this action's gonna be solid, right? Um how did y'all feel about the moment? You you agree? Like it kind of felt pretty decent, you know? Yeah, I I noticed <laughs> I noticed that like, you know, he was using wind to blow the soldiers around, but then the same wind did not affect him. He would just walk through the breeze. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so at least the show respected the fact that even like Aang is blown around by the wind. He's mm-hmm. not just, it's not just, it isn't just, you know, it's not magic, but uh, in the in the movie it was basically magic. There's also a really funny, obvious dub moment. Actually, I think it might've been before they even got to uh, the orb where where Zuko is facing away yes. from the camera and he goes, Uncle, look. Yeah, and it's just and it's like really obvious yes, that he's not, he's not talking. talking. It's like there's no action. Like he just his head is slowly moving. <laughs> you know, you don't see his jaw move. It's just like they're like, okay. We, we forgot Leave to film in. that. We forgot. <laughs> but yeah, the uh the escape was cool. Using the kite I'm glad they kept the kite yes. as a as a didn't make it like a oh, surfboard took that or out, something. Yeah. <laughs> Or just have him fly because you know he's got wind power. Yes, okay. so that's the cop out they would have had. Give him a wingsuit or something. Um, <laughs> so so they rescue him. They they go. They're gonna like, hey, we're gonna stick together. They go to the Earth Kingdom. All right. So now begins the first sequence of events where I felt like the movie <laughs> felt like you could see it falling apart before your eyes. Right. So that little kid runs up. Da 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 da. Hey, help me. They go and they get taken to the Earth Kingdom prison. Now, because right. Katara's running her mouth, I'm talking that trash, baby. But but Katara, <laughs> she's a bender. Katara's kind of was a trash talker, right? Like she was pretty. Oh, there was another joke here. This is where uh, she froze Sokka. Ah, uh, yes, we, for the first time. We were supposed to laugh for the first yeah. time. Oh, because she's bad. I forgot she's, she's bad at water. Yes. Bad at water. Baby. That freeze. I don't know if you looked at the freeze thing, but it looks so janky. Like, it looked very bad. It looked like they just slipped a little ice, like plastic suit on him. Like it was just made of like, <laughs> like I was like, y'all should have just done CG and just called it a day. <laughs> like it looked so bad. But yeah, that was a joke. They tried. They tried. It, that was a fair joke. I guess what I meant about Katara running her mouth is it really felt like she, like strongly escalated the situation. Like the soldiers were basically like, you know, they're they're antagonistic. They're chasing a little kid. But they're immediately like, leave this kid alone. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not our, you're not my daddy. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it just seemed like they didn't even try to reason or like, or to get information. 
yes. or anything. It was like, I'm going to get mad at you and I'm going to get you mad at me and then I'm going to freeze my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, it was, it, it just, I mean, it all kind of makes sense. Hey, protect the kid. But like, and then like, they're like very little resistance. They're just taken, you know, like to the, the facility. Right. And then <laughs> they're just there. The, you know, the, they explain, oh, we're not allowed to like bend or whatever. And then we have to talk about Ang's. The the speech of them all. Ooh, the, the speech. The speech that was uh, <laughs> one of the quirks, quotes. Earthbenders, stop being lazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, Riveting. It, like he came out of nowhere. Like he was like, he just walked in there and he's like, look at you. Like, <laughs> like He's like a he's like a complimenting their culture. He's like you are a rich people, <laughs> right? Look, at, it's like what you, you got dirt under your feet. You what are you <laughs> doing? Like, I, I let me ask y'all a question real quick. Stop being lazy. First of all, if the Avatar was here, <laughs> would y'all do something? <laughs> you challenged them immediately. He 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 asked them the question because he was like. I'm not going to tell them on the Avatar if they say, no, nah, it wouldn't really matter if the Avatar was here. We'd still be, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he was good. Yeah, like, maybe he should have asked that quietly before making a scene. Because if, what's he going to do? They say, actually, no, we don't believe in the Avatar. We, if, if he shows up, we're probably just going to be, we're going to keep being lazy. What's he just going to skulk away with all these soldiers? Like, what's that kid talking about? The earth is right beneath your feet. The ground is an extension of who you are. Like, bro. Like, he's giving this epic speech. And Man. then, the worst choreographed, like, sing- so so mm. it was supposed to be, I get what they're trying to go for. It was a cinematography moment of a, a single shot, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to make all of this happen in one shot with no cuts. But the Oof. only way to do it when you're a badly produced movie with bad direction is that you have to kind of put gaps in between everything. Yeah. So everybody does their thing right. So it felt almost like you were watching a multi a a multiplayer video game where like the the server was a little (laughs) slow. So actions were like delayed. Oh jeez. It's like when you're watching a cutscene with your co op buddy and you're like, dude, you have to push A. Push A. Push A. (laughs) Every time. It's like waiting for him to push A. So we said 999 MS ping. (laughs) Like, like, you're just, like, just slow, just, like, it. Yeah, they're just standing around. He's, like, surrounded by soldiers, and it's like, all right, help us, please. Still surrounded by soldiers. Everything felt so impotent, right? Like, I think you mentioned it earlier. When the Earth guys are, like, going hard, like, "Mm," doing the stomp the yard stuff, like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. mm, 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 and then, like, one little rock goes up in the air, like, you know, I'm like, what? And it doesn't even go towards the Fire Nation guys. No. Someone else has to, like, do another thing to launch it at the fire. It looked like it was about to stop. Like, they put everything into that, just that little bit of movement. <laughs> it really like, did like, stop. Oh, we did, our, we did what we had to do. Three of us Maybe they together. were positioning it for that one guy. <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> that was, he was a sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah. But then, on, on the other hand, when they... The, the most dynamic, interesting thing they did in that fight was when they... We're blocking fire blasts. Yes, yes. yes. They uh, pulled up earth walls. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, those were actually cool. pretty good. Yeah, but but yeah. but it also was like what I think was like the martial arts and the the kata that was happening in between everything was good. 
Like the people were like in sync. It felt smooth, but it was like they didn't animate it to match them. Like even if they changed mm-hmm. the movements, like, hey, we can't do the earth bending, like, you know, hit the ground, blah, 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 blah stuff. Like, I don't really understand why they didn't like track with the movement. Like they had choreography to work with, like make it feel right. It just felt empty for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, so- this this actually gets to a point that I was talking with Keisha about, which is that uh, it's it's cool that in the movie they wanted to really focus on the different martial arts mm-hmm. attributed to different nations and uh, and and bending techniques. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, and that's something I think that they were inspired by the show. I think the show tried to do that as well. Yeah, but the show would essentially tie one movement to one reaction yeah you know they didn't have to do a whole flourishes and a whole like series of motions in true. order yeah in order to make a pebble move mm-hmm. that's a uh, and ang especially ang did a lot ang was out here throwing elbows <laughs> and and cartwheeling and doing everything he could and there'd be like one gust one of little, wind. Little oh gust, like that was slightly delayed. Like it would come right. out mad late. And then the person would be like, oh, I guess I should fly back now. <gasps> yeah. Um, and I'll, I, I'll bring it up more later. But I actually watched an episode from the cartoon after this. Ooh. And it was the episode where the Fire Nation invades the Northern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. And it showed like... Obviously, the water, the water vendors are just amazing. They're just throwing water everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene where like... There's a line of fire soldiers who are doing the same thing. They're doing basically a kata and like like advancing yeah, as yeah. as a line, but every step there's a fire goes, blast. Goo, mm-hmm. goo, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're all stepping forward, yeah. one punch yeah. forward, and then step forward, and boom, 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 and yeah, doing, every yeah. single step. And I'm like, this is not in the movie. Yeah, That's, no. they took it way too far. Yeah, and I th- um, I think I think this decision to make multiple movements and these severe delays between when you know things happened made the characters seem a whole lot weaker mm-hmm. and like bending wasn't actually as useful because no. if somebody can get in close while you're doing all these other movements then it doesn't really matter if you can bend five minutes later <laughs> you know and yeah because like you're saying like a martial a skilled martial artist could take out every bender and by, movie. by <laughs> easily up. that's why like the, yeah. the the blue spirit was such a gangster because he could just rush you like you didn't have to, you didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. you know shailene was like this kind of like she i can't say i don't know if she said this explicitly but i might have like amplified it she's like it feels like everybody's taking their turn i was like you know what this feels like a turn-based yes. battle like it was an <laughs> rpg you know like <laughs> like okay i do my thing okay i respond <laughs> okay you do your thing you know like so true <laughs> it, it was it was very weird you know yeah. and and then i love the response of the the fire nation that like one like literally like three people got injured in the fight right and then like yeah. 50 of them all fleed <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> they were like let's get out of here and they just well, that's that's the other thing, right? Like earth bending, yeah, it's cool that you can throw boulders and stuff. Although, please throw some boulders, but like <laughs> they didn't do any of the other cool stuff earth benders yeah. do, like mm-hmm. creating slabs to slap people, like moving the ground, um, shifting things, burying, bur- you know, like digging them in up to their knees in earth, like all the these minimum. cool things that an earth bender can do. Oh my god, that scene in the car- do you know what the worst part of that scene was compared to the cartoon? Mm-hmm. 
the whole idea of the earthbending prison or internment camp only worked in the cartoon because they were on a ship metal ship so they were on so a metal ship i i recalled that but i was like maybe i'm misremembering their first prison escape i was like i or is that i vaguely remember no no that was later because I vaguely remember everybody being in a place where they had to, they had all the dirt around them, and specifically like them being like, "Hey, we're not gonna fight, even though we have the tools to," you know? Because it was like there was a pile of rocks that they started using to pepper the soldiers, like, and I think that mm. I think that's one for one as far as because that was like the first, like I recall that. Um, okay, but so I there do was know a pile of rocks that. on the in the ship. <clears throat> on the ship too, because they got the coals. Yeah, they used coal, and they they also used air bending and water. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm now. Bo- now those moments are melding in my mind too. Yeah, I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I I need to go. I was even. You know what? The ship was more of a prison break. They were there for somebody, I think. Yeah, <sighs> but it seemed like it was a call out because it was a little boy. Mm-hmm. I remember and... that, but that might have been on the metal ship. I think Steve might be right though. So like, this was yeah. Supposed there was to be a, the there was a little movie. boy and like and his mm-hmm. father was on the ship, but they did have the coal because they used the coal. And I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. so. It was a mix, but and then yeah, Katara gave the speech. Things. Yes, Katara did. You're right. She gave the speech, like like the Avatar is this and like yeah yeah. And then he was. I don't think he did it. And I think he revealed himself like uh, reluctantly. You know, like yeah, he did. So they. <laughs> that reminds me. I love how Katara is literally plastering posters of the Avatar all over the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, okay. So that that sequence happens, and then they have like a weird kind of sort of montage with a narration yes. that yes. was so garbage. Okay, it was bad. Yeah. So check this out. I don't know if y'all remember this. There was a scene that showed Ang fighting some like Fire Nation soldiers in like what was like a market. Uh, with like, which I was looking for the cabbage dude. That was my first thought. I was like, yo, oh, it's cabbage Would have been a good touch. So I don't know if you remember this, but like they're fighting in the market, but nobody's reacting to their fighting. <laughs> they're all just living their lives normally. <laughs> like, and then they're having this epic fight in the middle of the market. Well, not epic, because it was just Ong doing a whole bunch of flourishes and then one little <laughs> like airburst pushing a guy. But I was like, guys, like, what is this direction? Like, tell people to kind of pay attention, you know? Like, it, it was Something. just, it was just, it was just weak. It was just weak. Like, yeah. everybody was NPCs. <laughs> everybody was NPCs, truly. Then they hadn't gotten to the alert status, you know? <laughs> did, did Aang have trouble, <clears throat> excuse me, did Aang have trouble learning to waterbend in the cartoon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A whole lot. Okay. He was struggling. Just making sure. I'm like, I don't remember it being such a big... I know he struggled with like a little bit of PTSD from the storm, but I don't remember that being connected to waterbending for him. Yeah, he just really couldn't get it to like move and do all the stuff, and he kind of like... That's... And I think... I, I, I think he just always kind of struggled. No, 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 no! Wrong! I think he was good with water. And he it was struggled with so he was Earth. I think he was he was bad at first, but then he picked it up like faster than Katara, and she was jealous. For and him. that's why she stole that scroll so she could like learn some techniques. Is that it? Remember, like I remember her getting. I jealous. know she stole the scroll. Yeah, but yeah, she did steal the scroll. And I think it's because no, I think he picked it up really fast. Like 
I thought he did too. And I'm I think he's, remi- yeah. I don't know. And if he Katara struggled was with jealous. fire. After he did struggle after with he fire, burnt, he struggled with earth. No, no, he was yeah. he really dug fire, and then he burned Katara, and then he was struggling with fire. I think he struggled with earth from the jump. Like yeah, he did. He, he struggled a lot with that, um, because it was like he needed to be strong and forceful, and he wasn't used to that. Because it was the opposite of he's air. an airbender. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and uh, Sorum said it got worse as he went. Comparison to earth with fire, water with a breeze. So yeah, um, so I know I know Katara ended up being his, his master, master. Yeah, after they left the Northern Water, she trained with. So so okay, do you all remember the moment where uh, what's his name Sokka Soka sorry Soka 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 <laughs> for whatever reason like. It felt weird. I kind of know Sokka kind of felt the same way, but he was like, we are starting a rebellion and we can't give up now. We must not believe. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like this man became a freedom fighter. <laughs> like it just felt so out of pocket. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, you guys help. And it was like that montage, but it just felt really overplayed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't, Sokka in the cartoon pretty just focused on pr- protecting his friends and his sister up on, up to a point like he wasn't really he hated the fire nation yes, he hated the fire nation. and so he was willing to like join and, and help with the mission but he wasn't like I don't think gung-ho about like the freedom of the earth kingdom or anything like that I, don't I really felt like it was Katara who felt more that way and he was more about like, hey, we need to get to where we need to get to. Like he was all yeah, about he's the like mission. protecting people. Like, yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, we need to get here. Oh, we need to meet dad here. We need like he was always like focused. Object, you know. He's I'm, focused on the on the object, the yeah. higher the higher objective or the next objective. You know. So so okay. So that moment happens, and then they're like chilling, and then uh, Ang Ong, sorry, Ong said, "Hey, I want to go check out the other, you know, tr- uh, air temple, right?" And mm-hmm. so, you know, they're like, hey, we shouldn't do that, whatever. Did y'all see the moment when he actually escaped? It was one of the worst moments in the movie. So it's escaped at night, at night when he jumps on Appa and he flies away. Like he's mm-hmm. like sneak- oh, after messing with the water. Yeah. And he like sneaks over to Appa and he jumps on it. Did y'all see the weird like synchronized waking up of both Katara and what's what's his name like zombies and then looking to the left (laughs) I think that Kiesha and I were too focused on how freaky Appa's face (laughs) looked in that that shot we didn't we didn't realize they woke up it was it was terrible it was like literally like they were like act like you're sleeping and pretend like he woke you up when he escapes like but they did it in unison they both like like full body from the hips straight sat up and turned left to watch him fly away it was so bad i was like you know what they i was i was gonna make a joke that maybe he yelled yip yip too loud but they didn't say yip yip in the movie no they never said yip yip they just didn't say anything they never said like like uh what's his name appa was kind of like uh, momo they try but here's the thing momo realistic momo is kind of terrifying so it was hard for me to sometimes Mm -hmm. think that he was making the goofy you know funny momo that he normally was i was just like what is this giant rat doing <laughs> like running, running around i don't know i just felt like momo was a little bit too realistic oh we totally skipped the southern air temple scene when he realizes that all his friends oh, are long dead yes yes uh <sighs> uh quickly i'll just say that i don't remember exactly how this went down in the in the show 
but it seemed to me that as soon as they landed and the place was like overrun with brush and like falling apart, he should have realized something yes. was amiss. Well, I, but I think in the show he had a similar reaction. He's like, oh, they're probably they're probably inside or like they're fine. You know, like he kind of was still okay. delusional. But they but, you know, uh, Sokka and Katara were like, uh, you know, it was like 100 years ago. He's like, no, no, no. Like, it's all good. Like. You know, we're far away. And then he started seeing everything and then he tripped out. Well, I think... Um, I think he, at that point in the show, he understood, like, yes, it's been 100 years. But that doesn't mean that my clan was destroyed. Like, he knew... He knew it, he knew that time had passed. Well, maybe... But he was still delusional. He was still delusional about the fact that the Air Nomads had been wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in here, he's like really has no idea. Like it's been a hundred years. It was a weird. It was weird for me. I was watching. I'm like, isn't it very obvious that this place has been abandoned for yeah, decades? Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe in the show it's similar that he wasn't aware because because it was really seeing the the skeleton of Mont Yacht so that triggered him, right? Yeah. So and- well, either way, that would have triggered him because if things had gone well, Monkey Yatsu would have been buried, but instead he was in a mass grave. But that's what I'm saying. So. I think he thought that it was still normal times. Like he still hadn't grasped the idea that a hundred years had passed. Like he was still like in that kind of like, Oh, like people are just being weird. Mm. You know, like I was only gone for a few days, you know, like he was still delusional from what I recall. I, once again, I haven't watched it in like a year. Yeah, so. They had a small conversation about it when they did find the, I guess the mass grave. Katara did say it, that it's been, she was, she said like, um, or nearly a hundred years, something like that mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. In the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she should have brought that up, I don't know, on the way there. Well, she was running behind him, and she she did the thing. She was like, hey, I need to talk to you. No, I mean, like, on, on Appa, like, flying on the way oh, there. I, like, I agree. <laughs> like, why wait so much time to have this conversation? <laughs> right. Yeah, I... I, I, I yeah. Go I was going to say, I think Sorry. this is one of the scenes that almost gave me hope about what was to come. Because it's one of the better ones they did, as far as show don't tell. Like, they kind of built the suspense by him running ahead of them mm-hmm. and then him not knowing and then sp- coming upon the grave versus, I guess, them saying it beforehand. So it was it was one of those things that was kind of up in the air. It's like, oh, the big reveal that now he sees everyone's dead yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I was pretty surprised they went for the mass grave approach. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of skeletons. Yeah, in a kid's movie. Well, I don't even know if they thought they were a kid's movie. To be honest, I don't even know what they knew. I really honestly just feel like multiple people wrote the script. So, like, some people knew the source material and some people didn't. Like, it just felt like sometimes, oh, they did a good job. What is this trash? You know, like, so. Yeah. You know, so. And I, I this, going back to, like, that scene, because that was, like, the, the introduction to the, the spirit realm, right? Mm-hmm. When, was, when they, when he went into the spirit realm in the show, he talked. He talked to, to what's his name, uh, Avatar Roku, right? He wasn't talking to the dragon yet. I can't remember. I don't. Well, the dragon was Roku. Yeah. Uh, at least that dragon was Roku. By the way, the 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 dragon in this movie also voiced by a white guy. Just saying. Mm. Yeah. He had a long neck. Well, it wasn't his neck. I guess that was his body. He had a super long. That was neck, his body, didn't he? but it just felt like his neck. Well, the part of his body above his legs was very long and very skinny. Yeah, that's why I felt like a long neck. And I was like, mm, but I guess it's supposed to be a skinny dragon body. But um, That was weird. And, and, you know, one thing 
that they didn't, they kind of, sort of, oh, gosh, okay, I, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but, so one thing that they kind of ignored was the whole, like, summer solstice, going, you know, him talking to Roku to get an understanding of, I can't remember, was that book one or book two, when, when he did that? Like when he went the winter solstice uh, and all those different solstices, because he would do that periodically. I think that was, I think that was book, I think that was book two because that's where he learns I need to go into the Fire Nation. Well, that was the second time because he, yeah, yeah, because he had the original vision within the temple, the air temple, right? Because he went in there and he touched the statue of Roku, and then like he had a moment where he talked to Roku and then he said, "Hey, meet me." At the Fire Nation. At the Summer Stolz. Oh, yeah. In the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or maybe that was a different air temple. <clears throat> Honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, there's a there's a few air temples. So it, it might have been the Northern Air so, Temple. So here, here's the interesting part, right? Okay, so so let's briefly talk about, you know, Ang <laughs> gets captured by the old guy in the temple. I think that's actually what the guy called himself, right? Or something like that. Like, when he went, he left, he leaves, he goes to the temple to go look, see if anybody's around. The old man in the temple is like, my name is the old man in the temple, which was stupid. And then he gets ambushed and and taken prisoner. So this is, to me, the best sequence in the movie. I don't really have much to say other than, like, what we said earlier. Like, yo, it was cool. I love the vibe that they had for the blue spirit. Clearly, that wasn't the actor. (laughs) No. Well, I think even when he gets gets ambushed and and captured, it makes zero sense. He went there because... Of a hunch that he had because of a previous vision at the previous air temple. There was no way that they should have expected him to be there. Mm-mm. And somehow this old man was able to alert. It's, what, you but know, isn't that how he got caught in the, the first time in the show? Uh, I think he was. I don't know, man. I think he got caught. I don't remember. No, 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 no. Sorry. Though? So in in the show, when when he gets caught before the blue spirit, there is. I think there is an air temple trap somewhere in the show. But in that instance, he gets caught by these elite like bow and arrow snipers from the Fire Nation. Like they just they just catch him in the in the woods when when uh, Katara and Sokar is sick, and he's out looking for frogs. And uh, they just ca- they just catch him because they're beasts, and they bring him back, and then the Blue Spirit frees him. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, because that's when Momo is going out grabbing all those things. Yeah, so. So he gets captured. That whole sequence was... The only th- way that made sense is that General Zhao would have thought, hey, where would the airbender go? He would go to temples. And he's heading this direction. So let's just set up some people there. Okay. You know, At every temple. Okay. You know, I mean, they had a bunch of dudes. So th- There's only a few temples. Yeah. And yeah. they're in different areas around the world. So it's really only one place that they'd have to stake out, right? Just, just on the... Plus, they've been leaving a super obvious trail... Mm-hmm. Because they're leaving posters of Aang around and starting a rebellion. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of know where they're heading. Um, so he gets. Oh, I love that! I love that show, not tell. By the way, when that that tell not show when Katara was like, Soka began to suspect that we were being followed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 listen, we don't know who it actually was. I think it was supposed to be Zuko and Iro, mm-hmm. who kind of were following, but they weren't. No one was actually shown following Mm-mm. them. It's like a beacon of light in the distance. No, not even that. It was just he's just looking behind him at a ravine, and then they get captured, or he gets trapped later. <clears throat> that was that was their way of saying anyway. like, "Uh oh, 
Ong might get captured soon. (laughs) (laughs) Rising tension. Maybe he shouldn't split off and do his thing. Isn't this a tense moment? (laughs) (laughs) So I think they... Do I? I I think as far as the capture moment moment was like the strongest moment in the movie, it felt very like on brand. Like once again, I feel like multiple people wrote this movie and I felt like that was the person who watched the show, you know, because even even the beat to beat, like, you know, they had more action, like Ong doing all the weird wind stuff and oh, there's a little temple thing that I can use. Like, okay, that was stupid. That was so, you know, but like him going back to save, uh, you know, Zuko, Zuko, and then the shot, which which is so funny because, like you said, uh, Steve, like, they, like, gave this idea about this elite sniper group. So, I guess in in a movie context, it doesn't really matter. You're just like, this guy's, yeah. like, a really good bowman, which that shot was absolutely ridiculous because absolutely it was a foolish. shot, like, hundreds and hundreds of meters away, right? Through fog. Through fog, as they're moving. Like, that was some, like... <laughs> Movie. Some like he led the he led the target sweaty shot like <laughs> like if you had hacks man like that, that dude is hacking like he's so good somebody reported him like <laughs> and it was you know it was supposed to be targeted at Zuko too because they know if they kill Aang by accident then he'll just he reincarnate re- regenerate yes. right yeah reincarnate so it was a hard snipe I mean it was very well done like T to the show um and then Ang doing the weird fog move oh, it took him ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> You know, yeah. to make fog cover. They're like, <laughs> you know, and, the, and as they were running. And I, I love how the soldiers chasing just stop. stop. Like, oh, God, it's fog. Like, it's almost as if we've <laughs> never walked across this bridge before and don't realize it's a straight path to exactly where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in theory, they could be like, oh, what's, you know, maybe they're going to attack us back in the fog. Absolutely. They're not. They're running from yeah. you. They're going to leave in the <laughs> yes. fog. In one... Also, your firebenders <laughs> just blast the fog. Like, you can burn oh, the fog. Oh, away. one thing to ask. And and maybe I'm tripping because somebody oh. explicitly says this in the show later in the movie. They Ooh, say, I forgot. I they say, it. oh, no, he can make fire out of nothing from nothing. Yeah. When but, Iroh did it. Yes. So in the movie, that's something that they've done. They've nerfed fire bending. Only the strongest benders can create fire from nothing. Everyone else has to bend pre-existing fire yeah, need a source which if you if you watch the movie they always bent yes. from pre-existing fire torches they were sending those balls, balls of fire, fire. they did the siege yeah and and yeah. i recall like stuff like that happening in the movie like using existing fire and like just whipping it on people but like i was like maybe i'm tripping but i swear like people were just shooting fire from their hands like off cut like just anywhere as long as they could do it no. you know they did not do that in the movie. In the show, the yeah. did in the it. show, they did. And it that. was funny because, oh yeah, yeah, in okay. the show, absolutely. Like I just said, there was there's a scene of soldiers just walking around punching mm-hmm. fire out of their fists with every step. And that was um, the whole point, like the the comet too, making them even stronger firebenders. Yes, making more. So fire in the out movie, <laughs> in the movie, they say the comet lets you fire firebend from, from nothing. nothing. Everyone can do it. But in the show, the comet just makes everyone a more bull. powerful. Yeah, it does the same thing; it makes everyone a beast. But mm-hmm. Sultan's comet. Yeah, yeah, it, that was such a strange because I didn't catch that until that moment. I was like, I mean, I noted it. Like, okay, they keep bending from sources, but I just thought that was this efficiency. <laughs> like, let's just use the source, and it makes this better. You know, like we don't have to actually conjure it ourselves. You know, 
Um, yeah. Which kind the only the only way that they the only thing they could conjure themselves apparently was just heat. Because mm-hmm. you remember Zuko melts through the ice with just his chi. But yeah. Zuko might have been able to do it on his own. I don't really know. I can't. No. He brought a torch to no. that fight in the spirit. No, he, he he definitely could not do it on his own. I mean, it's interesting because actually, I, from a like narrative standpoint, like if you think about this TV show, it actually makes sense that that would be the way it's done, right? Because Earthbenders need Earth, mm-hmm. Airbenders need air. It's balanced. Waterbenders need water, right? And it would only make sense that if, unless you were really good and you could literally pull the elements out of the atmosphere or something, right? Like use the moisture in the air to make a water whip or something, like that you'd have to be really skilled. So that kind of makes sense, but it's it doesn't it doesn't actually make sense because if you think about it, like you know, all the other bending, they're they're literally moving around like a physical thing. Earth, water, and air are physical things, whereas fire. Fire is just hot air. It's just air that became very hot. Combustion. And and became well yeah, but I'm saying like the fire itself is just hot air that's hot enough for it to, to glow. Well, you, wait, no, no, you need something to combust. You can't just like like Yeah, no no no. Combustion needs something to combust, but fire, like the flame is just all the heat energy from something that's combusting, but technically it, that makes the, that makes the the air around it hot. I, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, like, but in the same way, I think that you could make sense of that. You could make take the iron out of the you know air, you know, like to make a thing. But I think just saying like the rules of the show, I kind of get why it would make sense to like. I think, you know. I mean, if, if, if you, that's obviously that's what he thought. He thought, he thought, let me balance firebenders because they're OP. But I've always thought that made perfect sense, like from a physics standpoint, which is funny because physics isn't usually thought of in, in the context of the cartoon. But yeah, I mean, I, hey, well, I'm not a physicist, so I, I will, uh, <laughs> I will, uh, <laughs> Yield, yield to, to you steve's <laughs> but like i said from a narrative standpoint i get why you would do that because it kind of balances everything out right and so it's actually surprising that they went that route in general because it seems like more work it seems like it would be easier just to keep it the way it is so you could just mm-hmm. let the fire nation be op like just let them but they really wanted to ground it even more for some odd reason um yeah. so yeah, they staged those plot devices, but especially in the final act, it was it got pretty unbelievable in, I guess, like the sense that these are master waterbenders fighting firebenders in an area surrounded by water, and they don't just put out all the fires. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, if they could make fire from nothing, it would make more sense that it'd be an equal fight. Yes. But because of this balance, they're, they're going to lose. Just throw water on it. Yeah, just throw water on the... I mean, I do know that back in the day, they had, like, this Roman fire that never went out. Like it was like some weird picture. Yeah, but maybe you could say, Oh, they're using I mean, heck, you can form ice over the you could you could have sunk the the uh the fireballs, the cannons or what kind of balls deep into the ice and then covered it up again. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's still burning somewhere, it's, which it probably wouldn't, because there's no air, but like you can definitely put that junk out. If you suffocate it. Mm-hmm. Or at least separate the firebenders from it. Well, if you suffocate it for well, I mean there's a way for things to freeze the water but um okay so ong gets rescued um zhao figures out cleverly who you know the the blue spirit was and 
tries to assassinate him. And in one of the moments, yeah, he is, you know, that was like kind of true to the show. You know, of course, they got rid of the whole like pirate scene and all that trash. Like, you know, they. <laughs> the pirate. I forgot about the pirates. Like. I did too. I, they, yeah. they blow him up, which, which makes sense. Now, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie occurs not long after that. And I'm going to read it quote for quote. Right. So we have this moment where they're getting ready to go attack the Northern Water Tribe. Um, well, this is in the future, I guess. So so I'll come back to this. So we have Ong and all his crew. They make it to the north. And then mm-hmm. we... So so a few things happen, right? They get introduced to the master. What's his name? The water master guy? Uh-huh. His name is Master... I can't remember his name. Oh, I forgot shoot, the general's man. name, too. Pa- Paku. Paku? Is it Paku? I thought so. That sounds close. It sounds right. right. So I'll trust you once again, Mr. <laughs> Physicist. We'll go with. <laughs> I'm looking at the cast list right now, and oh. I have Francis Guinan or Guinan as Master Paku. Soyrum says you're white yeah, Paku. So like, it was probably so. A, so Soyrum also confirms this. Um, so right. so Paku. So one thing I you guys probably noticed immediately, and I was interested to see if they would do it, but I think they made the right choice. They completely mm-hmm. just ignored the whole yeah. woman can't bend timeline yeah. <laughs> like the conflict oh, yeah they blew past that they were like let's not talk about it i mean they blew past introducing paku he just starts talking to them <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and actually paku's casting i was like ah, this is okay I, I, this this is fair like it's just like a wildly like paku was a lot skinnier in the show but i felt like yeah this seems about right like just kind of like a dad bod guy with some like like you know kind of stringy hair like well i don't know they call him master paku but in my head canon there is no master paku in the movie they just because the whole point was they wanted to to uh you know go to the the north to learn right to be taught Mm -hmm. even in the movie is that correct yeah Mm -hmm. but then once they're there there's no plot at all around learning yeah no No, there is there is they show they, is, there, is there a learning montage? Show, uh, Not a montage. No, they, they show Ong okay. getting trained, right? And he's about to have his sparring session with Master oh, Paku. Oh, and he, he like And panics. then he's like doing the water thing, and then all the water is starting to move. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's about to kill everybody. <laughs> like, you know. Well, we, what was that about? Is that explained? I think that's that just their way of saying, like, he's powerful, right? That's how, yeah. that's how okay. I took it. You know, like once again, that's probably better than them saying, "Wow, Ang really moved a lot of water today, and he's really powerful." Like I would expect them to do. So, ah. But that showed one of the other things, like because also when they were there in in the show, Sokka and Yue, like they had a whole like sub subplot. They had a whole like episode yeah. to themselves. It feels like to make what happens later make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, where he volunteers to protect her, and then mm-hmm. he's sad when she sacrifices herself. Like both of those moments fell super flat because they never established their relationship. They immediately they, cut. they told not showed. Well, they they tried they to. They barely right? even told. No, they tried to. Case. No, they, then they have a whole moment where they're walking together and they're talking and they seem to be getting to know each other, and then so right and. No, it was I, later. I can, I, I can tell you. I can tell you all the moments of interaction between you know, it was UA, yeah, uh-huh. UA, yeah, and Sokka. UA. Sokka. Uh, it's when they first appear, like when they first get to the water tribe, 
and Katara is narrating. Right. And she basically says, and now they're going to get together. Right. And it shows them looking at each other. That's it. So at first it shows That's Yue it, staring. And then it shows Sokka staring. And then it shows Yue smiling a little bit. <laughs> that was like a 25 second scene. It was. Just those three shots. And then there's the scene of them walking. No, no, no. And then he introduces, then he, then he volunteers to be here. Mm-hmm. I think he volunteers and then they're walking around yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. And then, but yeah. what they're saying is, she says, it's been nice spending these last couple of weeks or days, whatever she says, with weeks. you. Yeah. Like, it jumps ahead. Weeks. Yeah, because because there's no point, right? There's no way that, they already are doing too much in this movie, right? Like, at this point, they sure. have to do that. I, I don't, I, I'm not mad at them for that, because I think if, in any other world, this movie itself would have had to been two movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, sure. they should have made I mean, four I... movies. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, this movie alone had too much going on. And I think they made the right decision. Like, sure, from a like a viewer standpoint, like, her sacrifice is, like, okay. It's hollow. Like, but, but I think there's a moment where, like, <laughs> they're talking and he, and then, uh, what's his name? Soka, not Sokka. Soka goes, <laughs> hey, like, you got to come down and meet my grandma, right? Mm-hmm. Remember this? Oh, this is awkward. And then she's yeah. like, yeah, he's like. So you got to be prepared for her to ask any questions. So he's right. like, "Hey, why is your hair gray?" And then for such a young lady, you know, for such a young lady, right? And then she gets the whole like story, right? And then uh-huh. and then Sokka said, "You never told me that." <laughs> like, like, I'm like, bro, like that's on you. Like, you know this girl. <laughs> We've been dating three years. I've right. never heard this he's story. Like, you before. never told me that. Like, it just felt so weird for him to say that. Like. Bro. And she called him on it too. And she was like, Well, you never, <laughs> you never asked. Had. Your grandma did. <laughs> to be fair, so Soy just pointed out, he says in the show they skipped ahead as well. So maybe the romance was just rushed in the show. Yeah, in the sh- Maybe I'm just remembering I mean, you it. You have to remember, like, in a show, they give the whole episode. That's 30 minutes, right? So you can do a mm-hmm. lot with that. So, like, you, you can, can build skip characters. slower. So it was definitely, like, you know what it was. Like, but I think the movie, they just had to make it that... Ter- I mean, the writing was terrible. Like, they could have made that moment, even if they were going to skip it and make it short. You never told me that, you know? I'll also say that in the show, she didn't tell them that story until the water, the, the moon had been killed. Right. True. Like, it didn't come up at all until... Uh, what's his face? Uh, until Ira was like... What, you've been touched by the moon I spirit. Can see it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. I, and then she basically told the story, except much shorter. I was still born. Then they put me, you know, they gave me life in my mm-hmm. hair too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was. Although, although, although I think they hinted at it before. She just didn't tell the story before then. Yeah. I don't remember that. Probably. I'd imagine they did. They did, they did really well about that in the, in the show. Yeah. In the show, yeah. they, they did an incredible job. I mean. I, I still miss UA to this day. UA! But, uh, so, um, okay, so that moment happens, and then we flash, like, so we, so they know, like, okay, the, like, we need to get prepared, Speak. right? Because they know that the Fire Nation is coming, right? So, they kind of, meanwhile, meanwhile I gotta meanwhile, say one Zuko, thing. Meanwhile, yeah. we learn that Zuko is alive, and he's hidden on, on the Fire Nation ship. Wait. And that was another scene that was like, it started out of nowhere, wait, and it ended wait, out Kyle, of nowhere. What were you about to say? I got to say this one thing about, I'm not going to go too far into it, but 
Yue's hair from the back when they meet her for the first time mm-hmm. was sort of a meme for a while. I'm not going to say why. I'm I gonna go, know exactly because I thought take about a look. it. I thought about it, but I didn't say anything. I said, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not gonna say I got to bring it up because moments like that, I'm like, did nobody watch <laughs> nobody. the film back? I, I was actually, after that moment, I thought to myself, I wonder if there's like a whole group of people who are like thinking to themselves, let's make sure no landmass has that formation. Let's make sure nothing looks like that. Uh. Like, let's be very careful. <laughs> but, and they failed. But they failed hard. <laughs> um, so, so, okay, Steve, you were talking about that moment. Where, like, they all of a sudden, you know, he's alive. You know, in the show, it was kind of like that, too, right? Like, it was a, a surprise that he was alive. Like, you knew he was alive because Zuko's important. So, he can't die. I don't remember how they, like, what the pacing was like on that on that reveal that he had lived. But it just, I just didn't care. <laughs> like, I, of course, I knew he was alive. I knew he would be alive. But, like... I I fully expected. I don't know. It just it just. I'm trying to describe how I felt nothing. and that's what, what felt, felt what was missing. Nothing. That you can't describe it because you felt nothing. You just like. Oh. So you're talking about Zuko's reveal of being alive in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so he's what is it? Iro is talking to okay. Zhao. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. About the about the invasion, and then it just smash cuts to him talking to to Zuko right in the boiler room. In the boiler room. After after Zhao, you're, you're missing is, is one jerk, really like, Sorry, you're missing I... one really important detail, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it for okay. you verbatim. So Uh-oh. okay, so you know they're talking about hey we're heading into battle blah 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 blah. Commander Zhao Zhao turns to Iron and says again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> he says. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna laugh trying to read this because I died laughing when I read it earlier. Again, <laughs> I offer my condolences on your. <laughs> man, hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I got this. <clears throat> again, that was a savage. Again, man. I offer my condolences on your nephew burning to death in that terrible <laughs> accident. Jeez. I was like, dang, Joe, <laughs> like. That is so vicious. Like, so vicious. Oh, uh, like you didn't have to add them details. Your nephew and his delivery on it saying was perfect. Zhao <laughs> ter- yeah. was the best actor in that movie, hands down. Easily, hands down, hands down. Yeah, I mean, what's his name? Cliff, I don't know. the guy who played uh, uh, Fire. Fire he's Lord? a great actor as well. He's yeah, he's good. He's too. a good actor. I just don't, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, he just they didn't give him anything they to work give with. Him a, say they just gave him stupid lines and. Oh, I didn't mention uh, Zuko. So I mentioned that Katara just looked like devastated the whole time. Mm-hmm. Zuko looked actively in pain in every scene. He's angry. He's, he's angst. He was angst. trying to well, be. He's not, having those angst. I don't know. I, did, I didn't get anger. It, just, it seemed like he was <laughs> just like, like he just stubbed his toe and he was trying not to like tear up. I'm actually surprised. The banished prince. <laughs> he's. Because in the show, he's, like, really angry. And then over time, you see kind of more pathos from him. Mm -hmm. But in this, he's immediately like, oh, that kid's trouble. And and actually, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention his introduction into into the, the movie in general was so just unnecessarily, like, he was just angry and yelling. But it felt very, like, 
out of nowhere. Like it just felt wrong. I was like, what? He kept is, doing these outbursts. <laughs> yeah, he was just. It, it yeah. was somebody who was really so, trying to act. Like I, it was. I would definitively say that that guy was acting. Like he was like acting. Like I'm gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't realistic. But I so I think somebody might have told him that Zuko in the show throws tantrums. Okay. And so he tried to embody what a persistent tantrum would be like. <laughs> I'm in a state of tantrum. <laughs> He's like the state Hulk. He's tantrum. always angry. <laughs> That's so I guess what I'm, what I'm thinking about the reveal is just that there wasn't a reveal. Like, I feel like in the show they did something where it's a fire soldier and he takes his helmet off and surprise, it's Zuko. Yes, they did. But in this, in the movie, it just smash cuts to him being there. Like Because, because once again, this is a situation where they're doing too much in a movie because, <laughs> like, he reveals himself and then, like, you know, there's a little bit of period of time where you know he's alive and then he gets the white suit and he plans to go do the capture and he stows mm-hmm. away on the ship. Like, there's all these things, but it was just like... Bro, he here. It's too much. He here. <laughs> he got the white suit. Which... It just felt like we missed the reveal. Like, like there were the shit. Like there had been I a agree. previous I scene agree. where it's like oh, he's alive. Yeah, I agree. because because Iroh was just like talking to him like casually, like, "All right, bro, you ready?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he he said. I think they tried to like fill it in because he he was like, "Are you sure you want to be here on this ship right now?" Because that was like the the first time he was been back on screen, so they had to make it seem like. Iroh. Do you want to have this conversation that in real life we would have had days beforehand <laughs> right now? Right. Yeah. And and I think they, they could right. have done the thing where he like Iroh walked down the steps or something and there was like a, a person standing with their back to him and he goes like do you think you can really do this? Right? Like he says it but his something. back is to him and then he turns around with a mask on and he's like I think I can. And then he pulls the mask off and it would have been like, dun, dun, dun. But they just were like, it's nah, Zuko. We're good. Like, yeah, it would have been anything. It would have been easy. Yeah. But he already had his helmet off. Yeah. So I think that's what, like, there was just, there was no reveal at all. It was just, it was just hilarious. like, hey, we here. But the thing is, I know the reason probably why they were lazy because they, they showed him escaping the ship, right? Like, full out sprinting. So anyway, 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 that whole, you know how it is. <laughs> It, it was super whack, like in general. So, so yeah, now they, was. so Zuko is heading in undercover, right? He, first mm-hmm. of all, like, I just keep thinking about how cold that water had to be for him to swim. Like, I'm just like, well, he's warming himself with the chill. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like, you have to be really confident because I would have straight died <laughs> in that water. <laughs> but, um, if I had been there or not. So I appreciated them the call back to the the soot in the sky with the snow that was really cool I like that that was cool um, and then what happens like the battle ensues oh wait 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 when Zuko he's underwater and he comes out mm-hmm. he like cracks through the ice they played that scene like a horror movie <laughs> like his arm busts through they were they, they were they were they were playing like scary music and it's like close-up shot of just hands like cracking through the <laughs> ice and i'm like dude what what am i watching they, they, they sh- which reminds me that none of the movie, none of the music in this movie <laughs> was good at all. no it was all like literally background music like it was just ambient it was ambient all background music. but except that one shot they did not have background music they had legit like Crap. dun dun Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, I know who it is. It's Zuko. He's I guess do, it was supposed to, to be villain. tense, like he mm-hmm. was going to drown. Like he was going to drown. Yeah. Well, what they should have done. It wasn't. What they should have done in that shot, right? Instead of what they did, which was show him like struggling on the bottom, then showing his hands heat up, 
they should have showed him struggling at the bottom, right? Then a shot of the ice from the top. And then like a light orange glow, like from the top. So you mm-hmm. know something's happening. You don't know what he's doing. And then it's just a real quick him punch through the ice one time and then a cut away from it. Because it yeah. would it would just show it mm-hmm. would just show like, oh, he's struggling. Oh, like something's happening under the water. And then boom, you know he survived. Like all you see is his arm go through. You did, like they spent too much time showing him crack through the ice, like he was clawing. Yeah. I would have, I would have, because if you just cut after the fist, that also has a weird tone. I would like to see at least his head come up and he breathes and then it cuts. Oh, uh, you don't have to spend ten minutes with him scrabbling. Release the tension because well, you don't really need it. I think it. Yeah, it's kind of like in movies when somebody's un, like under, like been buried under dirt, and they do that and they bust their hand out. Like it's the same effect. Like I'm alive. Yeah, right? I, like. I'm saying I don't like that effect. I feel like that's <laughs> at this situation was no tension at all. It seemed like it was it, supposed to be tense. To me, that'd it was be weird. To be tense, right? Like he almost died. I, like that was. I didn't think he did. He almost well, die. He that was the idea fine. that he was trapped under the ice and he was gonna drown if he didn't break his way through. I well, guess. Once again, I thought that was the plan the whole time. Mm. There wasn't a. If they wanted to do that, they should have shown him, like, you know, gasping with air bubbles leaving and like shown his face or something. I mean, once again, bad direction. <laughs> I mm. think I know what they were trying to do, but they. I can't they argue failed. with that. I, they failed miserably. Um, so back to the the invasion. Um, okay. When Katara and Aang were doing their Tai Chi on the edge of that wall, I thought that was a nice scene, but it was really weird to me that they weren't moving any water around or anything. It, it almost seemed like it was a mistake. They were just, <laughs> they were just practicing forms. That happens in the show sometimes, I think. Yeah, but that that seems to be the issue with a lot of the actions. Like, why not just sync up some water movement with it? You know, like it just. Or why not just sync up at all? <laughs> did you notice that that Katara was like struggling to follow Aang? <laughs> I did notice that. Ong. I felt like that. Was, I didn't want to roast the actress. Yeah, like, like they she, just she obviously no, never. No, I will but, roast Ong, the actress. But, but you know Aang or Ong, I think he was actually trained in martial arts. Like, oh, for sure. Like, yes, so, that kid was fluid. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. That's one of yeah, the reasons him, that he right? was picked. So, so he was a beast. So okay. So now, um, all the stuff kind of happens. They're attacking. They decide to go to the Moon Spirit area, right? Because Ang or whatever Ang needs to like. Okay, okay, okay. Actually, this is us as people who know the show being aware of what's happening, right? Because we know that in the show. Ang goes there because he wants to talk to the spirits, right? And he mm-hmm. figures, hey, I can go into a meditative state and then it can force me into a spirit mode and then I can go do what I need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Protect my body. Right. The sequence of events that happens is they walk into the cave and I think you're somewhat aware that's the goal. And this is all that's done. Ong walks in there and they're walking in and then Ong says, uh, I got to find the exact quote because it was so terrible. Uh, oh, he just says, some great monks can meditate for four days. Oh, yeah. oh. And then he oh, just yes. sits down. The most weird delivery. <laughs> Random trivia. <laughs> like, <laughs> Shailene said, <laughs> what did she say? She said, she said something. He's like, <laughs> I can't remember what she said. Who what was that she for? I, I, she said, 
And you're so telling it me it looked like he was like, like, <laughs> like something like that. Like, <laughs> legitimately, it, it looked like it looked like he had a teleprompter just off screen, <laughs> and he was just reading it line by line as it came up. And then he forgot the rest of their line, and they're like, "We're not doing that shot again." Like this, <laughs> like, like good enough. <laughs> so yes, so I, I guess the theory was let me. Let me. Why did he tell? Why did he tell Yue that he needed to go? I, to that's the, temple the thing. Just I don't know them. if. Oh, he needed to go to a really spiritual place. No, 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 no. It was. It was. I need to talk to the dragon yes. again because the dragon will help me defeat the fire. The fire oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Super. And vague, then they go there, and then he weird. just says, "Some great monks can meditate for four days." And then he just sits down. Yeah. He, he just sits down, and then he starts meditating. Like, and that's it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> No plan they of don't action. Like, so are we just supposed to think he's going to sit here for four days? <laughs> you don't even know. Like, you <laughs> honestly don't know what he's doing. Like, he just <laughs> genuinely just tells you. Like, well, he oh. didn't just say he didn't just say they can meditate meditate for four days. He said, and you know, for the air nomads, meditation is really important. Basically, he was introducing the idea that he was going to meditate in order to speak but to the spirit because, because previously, hundred percent. He spoke to the spirit. By That's hundred percent because we know the show. Because Shailene said, "She said, cool story, bro." That's what she said. She said, "Cool story, bro." Like, why are you telling me this? Like, it was just out of okay. nowhere. Like, hundred percent. Like, even as a person who knew the show, I was like, "Why is he? What's he doing?" Like, it was completely out of nowhere. And I think even the characters in the movie, like, didn't know how to react. Like, Sokka and Yue just left. <laughs> and then Katara started talking to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, she and me. Yes. He's like, he's like, all right. I need to, I need to meditate. Really, he he was saying like, yeah, they meditate. They they draw out all their thoughts. They do this and that. And they can do it for four days. And as soon as he sits <laughs> down, and his eyes, Katara's <laughs> like, let's talk. Let's let's. <laughs> let's talk about I knew boys. you'd return. I wish I wish you'd have been like, that. like, will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> It was so. She was just so yeah, bad, man. She was. I think she there was, was a similar moment in the show though, where she was kind of like monologuing about how important he was. But like, this is after being aware that like he literally left his body, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, none of that. Mattered. Yeah, she didn't expect him to hear. Yeah. But here it's like, hey, I know you're trying to study, <laughs> but can I talk to you? Yeah, it's for like, a right. hey, I need to really focus real quick and finish my whole. I know work. you. And it's like, okay. I know you got headphones on. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> can I call? <laughs> Well, yeah, you just sitting there like, hey, hey, I really need to study. Like, I have a really important test. I need to be super focused. Okay. And then five seconds, like, have you seen the Lego movie? Like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, are you serious right now? Like, like, (laughs) did you know there's a Lego Spider-Man movie? OMG. It's really important. Oh, man. So, like, so that whole series of sequence happened. Okay. Um, They're fighting. They skipped Ko. They completely skipped Ko. Skip what? The the so in the show he was looking. The reason they went there was he was looking for the moon and the ocean spirits. Yes. So it's a similar idea. I need their help, but it wasn't like vague and weird. So he gets to the spirit world. He and Roku tells him talk to the spirit named the Ko. Ko is the Ko is the only one who's old enough to remember where the moon and spirits are in the yes. real world. Mm. And Ko was the face yes. stealer. So he goes and talks to Ko. Yeah. And Ko tells him, and then he escapes and comes back. But by then, Zuko has kidnapped him. Um, kidnapped his body. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where it's like, 
just they didn't even try. They're just like, just go there. Yeah. And then I don't even know what Roku I mean, said to him. Like it seemed like he didn't say anything. He's just like, he 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 kind of berated he, he him. Said he was like, saying you're holding he, on to your emotions. Said, you're not grieving. Oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. And then he says something super vague and dumb. Kiesha and I were laughing. He's like, show them the power of the yes. emotions. Uh-huh. Like, yes. What? That's not advice. <laughs> he even whispered it. <laughs> show them the power. He whispered. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what'd you say? Wait, what? <laughs> and then wakes up. <laughs> My connection is going. So, to show them the power. So, so Zuko steals him. Uh, you know, that fight, the fighting's happening. Like, they have an epic, cool battle, which I think was a cool fight, like the grabbing fight, which is. Which is actually like very yeah. uh, martial arts movies. There's a lot of movies where it's like grab their like you grab their shirt and then they break mm-hmm. your 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 grip and then oh. they boop they grab you again and boop boop and it's just a whole bunch of that. So I thought that was really well done. Um, that was a cool, cool scene once again written by somebody else. And um, then we have the battle going on and then uh, Zhao shows up right and oh Zhao's already told mm-hmm. a, told. Uh, what's his name? His plan, right? Like, I'm gonna kill. Yeah, he told Iroh his plan. Yeah. yeah, he told him beforehand. He said, he told him like right beforehand. Yeah, and then I they think. get there, and then like Iroh's like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't do this." Da 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 da. And this is the scene that I didn't get it yet. I still hadn't clicked with me that they couldn't do fire, because mm. I was like, I was right. excited about the scene where Zhao punches the fish in like, which was like a super epic moment. Everything goes gray. Like, that was one of my favorite movies in the show because it was like really. That's actually not what happened in the show. What? That's not what happened in the show. What didn't happen in the show? So in the show, he didn't punch the fish. So in the well, yeah, he did. Oh, oh, oh he, I, I, he, he, yeah. Okay, I, sorry. Please continue what hey, you're saying. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Yeah, later, he like but. took it out the water, then boom, and he punches it right, and then he, and it like puts it back in the water or whatever. But then, like, everything goes gray, and, like, like it was just a really cool moment. And, and at mm-hmm. that moment, I was expecting him to do fire, you know? Because we hadn't seen General Zhao do anything yet, honestly. We hadn't even seen him fight. And he just stabs yeah. the fish, and I was completely thrown off. I was like, wait, what? Why he just stabbed the fish? But now it makes <laughs> sense, because he, he, he can't generate fire. He couldn't do fire. There was no yeah, fire there, like, yeah. And, then, and that's why when... What's his name? Did the whole fire hands? It was that much more gangster, you know. But here's the thing: he did fire hands, and then he didn't do anything else. Like everyone just ran, mm-hmm. and and it did. He like basically showed off, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta yeah, go!" Yeah, like it didn't make sense to me why they would run, but it makes sense because they can't fight him because he has fire. I know? guess, but he he didn't. So in the show, this is the difference. In the show, he picks up the fish, puts it in the bag. And Iroh shows up. He wasn't there. He yeah, didn't come yeah. with him, but he shows up mm-hmm. and he threatens. He's like, if him. you do yeah. this, he's like, will, you, he's like, you can't do this. Anything you do that fit that I'll spirit, I will do to you times twenty over. times over. Right, which super yeah. gets the line. So he threatens him, and Zhao's like, all right, all right, and he puts it back, and everyone relaxes, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> Zhao does a mm-hmm. does a, bla- a fire blast on the fish. So it's in the pool, yeah. and he kills it in the pool after he put it back. Yeah. So and then Iroh so just I, went ham, and then he and then exactly Iroh immediately is like, "All right, I told you," and he starts whooping on everybody. Everybody got it. Yes, that's what I'm telling yeah. you. That whole scene was one of my favorite scenes. It was just so it was gangster. It was so cool. And Kiesha and I were like, "Wait, but if if Iroh is so into spirits and stuff, like why let did he just let 
Zhao do he this. He barely reacted. The, he didn't in the show. He didn't let him do anything. Yeah, like, I think I think what they were trying to to give off is that like Iroh didn't think he was gonna do it. He just thought he was like bluffing, like uh, like you're not gonna actually kill the fish, like you know. I guess. Like I don't then know. even I after know. he did it, it was still like. <gasps> Iroh didn't do anything. He was super angry and made fire, fire but then he let everyone run away. <laughs> I'll show you my anger. Also, really weird detail that they changed. In the show, Zhao had come across a library, an underground library, and found the secrets of the spirits uh-huh. in a scroll. And he knew, and I, this was like way back in his career. In the movie, he had just found this library and found the scroll like, earlier that year they mentioned it twice Mm -hmm. earlier this year and then they deciphered it and then eventually it was like it was like everyone knew or i guess everyone in his division whoever did the research knew where the spirits were and i'm like why did you change that because in the show it kind of makes it feel like this man believed that killing the moon spirit and his spirit and was was his destiny right over time that he joined the military with this in mind to eventually do this for the fire nation and it kind of made his character impulsive more yeah it more plausible to me but this is just a guy who learns where the spirits are and and it was even better when he like hesitated like you know iroh says i'll do whatever you whatever you do the spirit i'll do you 20 times over and he puts it back and he's like all right maybe it's not my destiny or maybe it is (laughs) and I, i think once again this is kind of one of the situations where the if if you really had a long term plan which we can we're gonna get to the end here pretty soon, right? Of the movie and clearly what they're trying to do. Like, there's the whole idea of when they all visit the uh, the what you call it, the library, the, the great, great library, library. right? Mm-hmm. And he mentions the the owl or whatever, the keeper. Like, hey, somebody came here a long time ago, and like he <laughs> did me wrong. Like that that right. was yeah. him talking about Zhao. But like for them, a hundred percent in their mind, they're like, we're not even gonna go that storyline. We're just gonna ignore mm-hmm. it. Like, which is a huge mm-hmm. part of the show, like, because they need to find this information about, you know, about the comet and the, uh, this comet the and all this stuff and how do we defeat it. So I, I don't know if they had a plan because like shifting stuff like that is pretty, pretty serious, you know. And they, they, they gained nothing. They could have just said, you know, when I, they could have had a, just a truncated version of the story and probably had just as much. Or time. just have said, I learned long ago. <laughs> like, right, right. You sure. get a time that would have been He's that like, would have been a cop out but it would have i learned better. long ago and now i finally have the opportunity to see if it's true because the truth is he might have known where it was but at the end of the day <laughs> i think we both just saw what soy wrote in the chat at the same time <laughs> uh uh what is how do you pronounce that uh deus, 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 information. deus information information <laughs> You got to bring really it, good. you know, hey, God is the machines. Thanks. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like they could have done that so many different ways, even if it was lazy, you know? So, um, it, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was the last airbender <laughs> movie. Uh, so, okay. So that happens. They flee. Um, UA re explains that mm-hmm. she is, uh, touched connected to she's been touched by the moon spirit and i think she says let me find the line 
uh she says man she makes she says this line that is just so bad like come on like she just says i wrote it down i'm scared down. don't make me any more scared <laughs> i forgot about that she That's said something like or uh Soka asked, like, what, what'll happen to you then? And she's like, my soul will not exist in this form. <laughs> and she also... <laughs> and then and she said... And then he challenged her, like, you don't have to do this. And <laughs> she basically was like, we can't let the Fire Nation believe in their beliefs more than we do. I believe in my beliefs. Or something like, like that. Everything right? she wrote was... Everything she said was terrible. She's like, it gave me life. Maybe I can give it back. <laughs> like, like there's just i think i think that might be like the show. there's so many like lines that just just delivered so terribly like mm-hmm. you can't all of a sudden try your best to make this moment feel like something when it's just uh-huh. all been like just stitched together and like it was just it was just terrible yeah. like that whole scene like imagine she says all this stuff and then she's just <laughs> flopping around in the pool yo, and nothing's yo, happening charlie'd have me die so she 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 lays in the pool right like her, her her acid goes into the fish and she goes so who's gonna fish her body out that pool <laughs> like... <laughs> well in the show uh iroh goes in yeah he does that in the movie as well but i just imagined because they don't care in the movie like somebody just has a stick okay. and they just are like pushing oh, her over to the edge <laughs> like like just just i don't want to touch it i don't want to touch that that's nasty that's horrible <laughs> Just leave her. <laughs> so the way that they handled the spirits removed what is hands down my favorite part of of the of book mm-hmm. one. And it's when Aang merges with the ocean spirit. Ah, I know. And it's this and it's it's part of what you were describing earlier, Brad. So the moon it goes he picks the moon up in the bag, it goes red, and all bending stops. And then he puts it back in and he kills the fish. And the moon goes black, yes. mm-hmm. and like everything is black and white, everything is dark. Um, and you know, someone says, or Yue says, "It's over." And Ang, in his Avatar voice, is like, "No, it's not." He gets in the water, and the fish starts swimming mm-hmm. around him, and he basically turns into this giant like water uh, kaiju. <laughs> yeah. And like, and he's like, it's just, it's just this moment, like the music. And the darkness, he only thing, the only color is, uh, I think, him, like him in the water blue. is glowing blue. Mm-hmm. The fire, the red. fire soldiers are glowing Shoot red. Their stuff. And I think UA's eyes are mm-hmm. blue. It's a beautiful moment. That's it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. So and the music, and it's this moment of vengeance. Yeah. And he goes past, he goes into the city and everyone stops fighting. And all the water, waterbenders see it and they bow to it. Because they're like, oh, it's the ocean spirit. It's our. It's basically their god. Mm-hmm. And then the fire soldiers attack it, and he's like, okay, and he just blows them away. And then he goes outside, and he just blows all the ships away, pretty much. Or he like, yeah. takes two ships and just Yo, yeets them. That that I want to stop you right there. That is a hundred percent my favorite. When he yeets that ship into oblivion, <laughs> he just hits it and it goes, yeah. <laughs> like, like 
he just walks up to it and it's like it's like when you're in the pool with your little brother and you push him but the but your little brother just zooms away I was into, like, into everybody the dies. like nothing but like oh yeah whiplash, <laughs> it's just jelly just, inside just, the ship it's just jelly just to see it like disappear to the distance i was like bro you know like that is my favorite scene i mean he does the whole wave thing right because he does the wave and like yes he's making these he huge waves them all back like mm-hmm <laughs> and you're like you're like this is vengeance. This is like biblical, mm-hmm. like what's happening right now. And then and then event you know. Meanwhile, UA does her thing, and the moon comes back out, and it looks up and it sees the moon, and it kind of just dissolves mm-hmm. and puts him back onto the brink. And I'm like, what a beautiful and intense so, moment, so showing wonderful. like the spirits. And none of that. Man, junk I gotta happened, go back dude. and watch Avatar because I love that that whole sequence of events. Yes, you do. Is so like one of the best. That there's another scene with the dragons. I love that scene. Like I, Avatar yeah. was just so well done. And to, I have goosebumps. Yeah. My voice it's, is like I'm about you know, to cry. It, it, I hear it. It's so well done. <laughs> you know. Um, and instead, what we got is Aang just making a big old wave. Everybody. And everyone, everyone dips Taking out. Taking forever to make a big <laughs> He's just like, yeah, that junk took like five he, minutes. He basically did a Goku getting the uh, spirit bomb. Like, I need all the energy, so like, give me like ten minutes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, ten minutes, ten hours. Like, he's just there. You go, charging yeah. up the water. What What I thought was interesting about that whole moment, and and uh, I, I'm interested, Kyle, how you felt about this whole moment as well, because of mm-hmm. you know what it was like when he does all of that, right? Everybody stops fighting because they're like, whoa, this is super gangster, right? And uh-huh. the the Fire Nation ships are like all sitting there and they notice like, oh, so this whole wave is just going to murder us. So we need to leave. Mm-hmm. Fair. Let's go. It's not worth it anymore. Then there's the Fire Nation soldiers who got trapped inside the who are city. Still trapped. trapped. Like they right. run and they're like, <laughs> and, and I was wondering what was going to happen to them because I was like, yo, they're stuck in that city and they people gone right uh-huh. so he does that yeah. he loses his state and like right after that they essentially bow to him like you are you know we're like you know like and 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 you know what i'm not even mad at that scene because because the reason that like it's actually not bad narratively how they did this it's actually very good they tied it back to his first moment right when he ran away when he was chosen to be the av- he didn't the, want to the, bow, the, yeah. or he the didn't avatar. The yeah, he, the when he was supposed to be the avatar, right? <laughs> and he yeah. ran. So now uh-huh. we're paralleling that moment, right? And he has to make a decision what he's going to do. And I was like, oh, this is actually like beautifully well done. This parallel moment to bring it all together. Everybody's bowing for all the nations. Katara and Soka are bowing. And then he does the stupidest little bow I've ever seen in my life. It was very. And he held it too well, long. He held it too long. It was. It was. I think it was stupid looking, but I think it was some sort yes, of tradition. I know. I know. Like, it, it just to me, it killed the moment because I was actually like, "Oh, this is really cool," and I thought he like. I just thought like the best way to do it was for him to just stand up, look amongst everybody, and then like just accept it. But instead, he's like, "I must do what the ancients taught me." the the ultimate right. bow and it just really like i get what they were going for but for some reason <laughs> the tradition <laughs> it just really yeah. i don't know it took me out of the moment i thought that was gonna be i was like okay i see y'all last airbender oh okay y'all going yeah, <laughs> yeah I, didn't, I didn't mind it too much i thought i thought it was cool that they brought it back to him sorry you're asking kyle no no i was just saying i like to hear how kyle felt about this moment because like we shared how we felt like this is one of the coolest moments but like 
I'd like to hear his his. What do you think? Yeah, so I mean, just him being on top of the wall and doing the the dance moves at, or the the. I, they're popping and locking and people not even fighting (laughs) (laughs) breaking people's but i'm not gonna lie man that was the initial thing i thought too was how are these what are these fire nation soldiers gonna do but one thing during the wave that really like i lost respect for it because i was like okay (laughs) the wave's big now and everybody's scared i can see that but then they did the free willy thing with the guy on the ship and the wave like hung oh over him, and he had goodness. his hands up, and, and it was like, and oh, he did yeah. it so badly, like he sees it, and then he, he puts his hands up, like, oh no, I'm going to get right. hit with water, like it was <laughs> so bad, I forgot about that. Oh. I was like, you didn't Very have weird. to do that, and it was little moments like that. They just kept ripping me out of the movie. <laughs> yes. So what little respect I had, just every time, got stripped away. Because because they obviously so, could have left the guy just looking like in awe. But, right. Yeah regularly yeah because right before that the wave was like breaking the chains and the dudes were still trying to run in and some of them were falling into water so like sorum said so many implied deaths you know <laughs> nobody you didn't see anybody die but those guys obviously mm-hmm. obviously died yeah definitely froze to death if not drowned yes true but i want to mention so zhao's death happened right before this oh too. Yes, yes yes, yes, yes. that's also different from the show what a traumatic way to die it was pretty horrible like he got jumped by four of the most gangster waterbenders. <laughs> Teamwork. And like he threw a fireball and the one in the middle was like, nope, no, sir. Just weave. We good. Wait, did he, he dodge it? Where did he get fire from? Uh there was fire on the bridge. Like there was a little fire. Yeah, there was a goblet. That's so annoying. Didn't they specifically say put out as many fires as you can? Why are well, there it was on the bridge that nobody was on? Like it was just But it's a but it's Oh, whatever. Fine. All right. So the guy dodges the fireball. It was very gangster. <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, I, it was hard to tell, I guess, what was going to happen. But they just all like banded together, got these water tentacles, grabbed this dude. And then this was another parallel. They put him in a water orb like Katara made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, you know, because earlier when Zuko got burned, they cut away. They showed this dude die. Slowly drowning yeah. to death. He drowned to death in midair, like circling around in water, and then they just dropped, dropped him on his the bridge body, and walked off, like his corpse, and they just walked away. With they really did just and, and walk off. Like, it's interesting that because I mean, y'all caught this when like he did the little fire thing, and then uh, Iro, 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 um, broke the fire, and he was like, "The difference is like I'm not alone or whatever." He's like, "You're alone uh-huh. or something like that." And then the four people rolled up yeah. on him, you know, and then so I was right. like, okay, cool. Like, they tried. I mean, but that was a vicious death. You, I forgot about that. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. To, so in the show, uh, Iro doesn't, Iro does not stop Zuko from fighting. Um, they fight a little bit and then I forget exactly what happens, but oh, oh, oh. They fight a little bit, and then the ocean Kills spirit him, on the right? way back from That's the ocean, what it, was. It, it it passes by the bridge, and basically the same thing. These four water tentacles come up and just grab Zhao, and there's a moment where Zhao reach or Zhao and and Zuko are reaching. Like Zuko's like, "Oh, I got to save mm-hmm. him. Like, he's about to drown." And so, even though they're mortal enemies, Zuko wants to save him, and Zhao sees his face and sees like the sadness, and he pulls his own mm-hmm. hand back. 
and lets himself be killed and gets underwater. dragged underwater. So he he also drowns, but he's it's death by water. And it's spirit. off screen, like you just see him get pulled under. It's you off just, screen, it's implied death. Right? But it's also, but it also it feels more like, it feels more like poignant, I guess, because he was like, I did this. This is what I I've reaped, you know. Right. He made a choice. I did this to myself. Like he made a choice to let himself but even, be killed. But even you know, you just made a point that I forgot. Like there's a moment after uh, Ang and Zuko are fighting, and then like. Aang, oh my gosh, he, they're fighting and <laughs> Ong is fleeing and he turns back like he like stops like he like kind of I, I can't remember how he beats uh, Zuko, but he turns back and he goes, we could have been friends, right? And then runs away. And mm-hmm. if you remember back in the actual show, when like Zuko kidnaps Aang and Aang is like tied up, they're having a conversation. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. like they're getting to know each other, and they like kind of realize like they actually like in another lifetime like they would actually have been friends. Like, and you kind of see like, oh, you start to see Zuko's like heart a little bit. You know, uh-huh. you see his motivation, yeah. and and that's why that moment felt even more poignant because you see like Zuko starting to like realize things because like even that hand reaching out is kind of the moment of like Zuko's changing a little bit, and eventually uh-huh. we get the you know, the payoff later down the, sh- the series as he fights with his old self and his new self and his old self. And he's kind of back and forth. But you're starting to see this this kind of new Zuko appearing. But here they're just like... Nuko, if you will. <laughs> what you say, Nuko? <laughs> Nuko. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Can we talk about... it? I'll cut it back a little bit. When, no. when Zuko has him, like, um, you know, uh, captured and he's like, hey, we're going to wait it out, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Ong comes out of his state, right? And he, <laughs> and he is so hilarious. He comes out of his state and like in uh Zuko's monologuing about his mom or whatever he's talking about. His, his sister. sister yeah. And like Ong's just looking at him for a minute, and then all of a sudden <laughs> just does this like jump that <laughs> it is so hilarious. hard dips. He just goes whoop, it's like straight up and he's like whoop like it's, me and Charlene busted out laughing. It was so sudden. <laughs> so, it was like he's he just it's stared cool. at him for a minute, like, hmm. And he's like, Scoop. And it was right after Zuko said something super dramatic yes. and heavy. <laughs> so the comedic timing was perfect. perfect. It was perfect. That that's actually so that's actually almost beat for beat from the movie from the show, too. They in the show. He has him, he has uh, Aang tied up in a cave in the middle of the yes. tundra because mm-hmm. they got snowed in. And he wakes up, his soul comes back to his body, and Zuko is monologuing about his sister. And he recognizes, like, they see that he's awake and they, they chat a little bit. And Aang basically just does, a like, a, a smart one-liner and then himself blows out. himself yeah. out of the mm-hmm. cave. But then it doesn't work yeah, because he's still tied up and Zuko away, just walks out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was that was a a fun way to. I mean, given the it, circumstances, it was just, I think just that was the way close. like the way they did in the show felt a lot more like yeah. not weird and like just unintentionally because hilarious. <laughs> Zuko, oh, I thought it was hilarious. Zuko was talking, looking out the window. <laughs> Aang woke up, didn't say anything, <laughs> just stared at didn't him, didn't acknowledge him. Just Zuko at didn't him. turn around to see he was awake. Yeah, he just stared at the back of he his head. He just stared at his head like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Like he was plotting and then just sprang into action. That's a hundred percent what I would have done. I, I was like, why not? I'll just 
slowly creep away. Like, he just did the most, like, (laughs) (laughs) alert somebody to his attention action he could do. It was, it was great. It was great. You just made me think of something else about that fight that pulled me out of it. Because I was, I was with you guys when you were saying, like, the old kung fu movie style thing of, Mm -hmm. like, grabbing each other's shirts and trying to get away, that, you know, push and pull. Yeah. And then Aang... Got away. Zuko was looking for him. He was hiding behind the container. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he hides behind Zuko. Yes. And he's playing. That's, that's what got me. He was standing behind that Zuko. Was stupid. And Zuko, the actor, I guess, turned too far. And clearly saw him. Clearly, clearly saw clearly, his It was obvious he could leg. see him. His whole leg. That's what and I was like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. It was, it, was, it was just, they only did like one take of everything. So it was just like. I had to. Like, this is all the <laughs> film we got, like. <laughs> so okay so we get to the end Ong has like f- saved the people and in a cool moment they all bow to him he does that awkward like bow thing and then what is it, it cuts to um the fire nation yeah right? and uh, and then it's uh lord a Az- fire lord azai or whatever ozai. Ozai. ozai they probably called him azai Ozai, um, Asa, Ozai, <laughs> just uh, just talking out the window or something. Oh, I can't believe mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Zai was dead, and he's like, "Well, I think you know." And and then it turns, and then I don't know how you felt about the scene, y'all, but he turns and says, "I guess I need to send you or whatever, right?" Uh-huh. Like, oh, cool. Uh, they're planning for another movie, but like when they showed uh, what's her name? Um, Azula. Azula. The girl, the actor, who I've seen in other stuff, like, as an adult, like, act, she was doing such a bad job of doing the devious <laughs> face. Like, she couldn't keep it. Like She was trying to hold she it. Was yeah. like, she was quivering It was, like, quivering hard. and, like, changing. She was so was, quivering. I was like, bro, if this doesn't get the movie canceled, <laughs> like, like that right there, I was like, cancel this. We done. We're not getting a second movie. <laughs> like, Key and I were laughing. We were like, oh, she's gonna. she thinks she's going to be in a sequel. That's <laughs> she so thinks cute. she got a job. Oh, no. You know, no. she ended up getting another job, but man, that it was rough. Yeah. So, so okay, you finished the movie. How are you feeling? How are y'all feeling when the credits started to roll? I was still thinking about. So I didn't get to mention this earlier, but are those Fire Nation soldiers? Are they prisoners of war, or are they just part of the Northern Water Tribe now? <sighs> They're definitely prisoners. They, they prisoners prisoners of war. I mean, they bowed, and it's all. <laughs> hunky door in this moment but right because they were standing next to everyone you know like nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. that's a good point they weren't being restrained or anything it was like half and half like half like you know water people half fire people yeah Mm -hmm. i i would say i would say that oh well they don't have any they don't have they can't summon fire so there's probably no threat but apparently there's just fires everywhere so (laughs) they just start fighting again it's immediately attacking (laughs) yeah i feel like i don't know yeah i feel like that was just one of those things that they're just gonna never talk about they're just gonna pretend like didn't happen like and and the line i guess when they were bowing the katara's line they want you to be their avatar Um, we all do (laughs) (laughs) like it was a, a choice like the avatar is born like this isn't yeah, this isn't an elected. I, I also think I also think just that line in general, like I think in a movie that wasn't trash, like that would have been like a meaningful statement. 
But for some mm-hmm. reason, th- like her saying that just made me like kind of shake my head. Like, shut up, Katara. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, stop talking. Like, her you s- always gotta say something. You, you, you just need to shut up. Like, cause, cause what really killed me is there's a moment in the early in the movie where she's like, "Ang, you're the avatar." And as uh, as the avatar, it doesn't matter if you're Ong or not. And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> please stop talking!" Like you're you're like butchering this so hard. And I just couldn't. Uh, it's like so, hearing her say it, like for some reason, when Katara says it, it feels more grating than a lot of the other characters. You know, like <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it she sounds was very it sounds insincere when she says stuff. <laughs> like everything, just... they want you to be their avatar. <laughs> not supposed to be funny it's supposed to be like meaningful and touching but like (laughs) oh Oh, this hurts so so yeah i mean when the movie ended me honestly i i was like yo i like i remember watching this in the past but i don't know why this feels worse this time (laughs) we tried to warn you because you're more maybe i'm more mature uh you realize what bad movies I, look like. I think it was because like I watched it with Shailene. When I watched it the first time, I was at my brother's apartment and he fell asleep in the movie, and I was just kind of watching it by, by myself and just kind of like, oh, this is a thing. But I think experience with another person, it felt a lot worse. <laughs> like for some reason, <laughs> like man, I'm sorry I did this to you, but I feel like it was a good moment for our marriage. We're we're more bonded mm. now. Because now we, we have a, a mutual dislike for that movie. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, oh. Well. Yeah. yeah. There's just so... Uh, on the other side of it. Because I, I went into it hoping to be proved wrong in some aspect. Like I wanted to come out on the other side looking for uh, redeemable qualities. Because I've always talked bad about this movie. Especially after watching the series. <laughs> And I'm holding to what I've said all along. This movie is terrible. Yeah. And it made me feel terrible. <laughs> and I don't appreciate you making me watch it again. Uh, and neither does Mrs. Yams. I appreciate it. I was excited to watch that last episode of Book One and uh, on Netflix after the movie ended. That's how I felt. <laughs> Yeah, I do want to go back and watch the series again. And, and I was going to say the one last feeling I had, now that you say that, Steve, was I really, it really had gave me a deep appreciation for what the Avatar The Last Airbender really was. And I feel that I got to go back and rewatch mm-hmm. it, you know, um, in its entirety. It was such a great show. And I think triumphs of greatness like Avatar The Last Airbender really, like, it really, <laughs> like, seeing this movie helps me to realize that, like, it's, <laughs> it, it's, uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like, some things need to be left alone and just never touched. Like, leave them as they are and let us appreciate mm-hmm. it. Like, we don't need a movie. We don't need a video game. We don't need a, a graphic novel. A remake or anything. Like, just leave it as it is because it was great in its time and it makes me more appreciative for what it was able to do given like, like we were talking about in that other episode, like they didn't have an opportunity to prove themselves. They had to prove it in real time. Like animes have mangas and da, 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 da. Like this show Mm -hmm. stood out in in spite Mm -hmm. of all that. So it makes me appreciate legend of Korra. I don't 
typically like it that much, but I'm like, man, at least it's not the live action. <laughs> so movie. much better than the movie. So not nearly fun. as good as the original, but I enjoyed the Legend of Korra. I, I I thought it was different. It wasn't as good, but I enjoyed it. I liked some of the They stuff. were faithful. I've only seen the first season. I, I I enjoyed what they did with it and where they were going with it. It's just a different take. It's very different. Very different. And I, I actually really uh well, I, if you haven't seen the second season, I don't remember when they when they go back and they look at the history of the Avatar. Oh my gosh. Super interesting. The yeah. Avatar. I said the Avatar. The Avatar. That was You said it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the history of the Avatar is one of the I think that makes yeah. the Korra just it take took it to the next level. Like Yeah, make sure you watch Legend of Karen to get the history <laughs> of the Avatar. Why why are you why are you my <laughs> But anyway, so okay, cool. Well, thank you everybody for bearing with this. And I want to thank the brothers themselves for watching this movie with their significant others all the way to the end, talking through mm-hmm. this whole thing. Um, I don't regret doing this. I <laughs> I only regret that it happened. Like, I don't regret watching the train wreck. I regret that the train wreck happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I regret M. Night <laughs> doing this. I regret on behalf of the director. On behalf of the director. <laughs> So um yeah, thank you everybody for for um listening to this episode. Guys, do you guys have anything last things to say before we wrap up? Call it a uh an ending to the Ong saga. So this is I'm finished. I'm I'm glad that we finished the ultimate airbender. Ultimate <laughs> Since this is the end of the show, it's not gonna help anybody, but listen to this rather than watch the movie. <laughs> yes, I'll I'll just splice that into the beginning. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I mean I just appreciate that I got to do with you guys because I don't think I would ever watch it again, you know. So it, it was fun talking Same. about it. Um, you know, uh, I think anybody who's hearing this and has never watched the Avatar, stop what you're doing and just do it. It is worth every minute of your time. Is is. The cartoon. The cartoon. Av- Avatar. Oh my goodness. Avatar. <laughs> the Last Airbender. Not Avatar. With Aang, Soka, and Katara, and Iroh. Great show. You said, you said Sokka. Oh Sokka's my wrong. goodness. Sokka! <laughs> it's Sokka. Uh, crossover. You know, crossover. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, thank you to everybody <laughs> who listened to Live, to Soy, to, to I think I saw. Um, Jules in there. Yandev was in here. Yandev, Tasoy, to everybody who listened live, we really appreciate it. To everybody in the Discord, everybody who's a fan of our show, we appreciate it. We're trying to come hard, trying to go big. Uh, and sometimes we got to take a step back, aka The Last Airbender, to make a step forward, aka God of War, deep dive coming soon. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you, uh, Kai, for your time. Um, Always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve, for your time greatly appreciate it and uh yeah just thank you everybody for listening as always follow us on twitter at the sab podcast you can listen to us on spotify youtube apple Podcasts, stitcher google Podcasts. we everywhere in these streets so thank you once again for listening and until next time y'all take it easy peace